Let's get to it, man. Yeah, man. The boys are back in town. Hey, <laughs> Oh, man. New year, new me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What's new about you this year? Um, <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was going to ask oh, you that. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody's ever been asked that question immediately after right. telling people it's a new year, new them. Exactly. I'm going to start putting everybody on the spot this year. Yeah, I wasn't prepared to that. That's That was... um. That was that was meeting your girlfriend's father for the first time. Yeah. And he says, What are your intentions with my daughter? Yep. <sighs> I'm Cat Williams this year. We're exposing all lies in yeah, 2020. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all lies will be coming. <laughs> the truth is the light. <laughs> Man, <clears throat> we back. It's been a minute, Corey. Yeah, it's been a cool little minute, two, three weeks, something like that. I don't want to get into too much. I just want to get to the pie. We'll we'll talk to him after after we intro. I'm ready, man. Let's do it. All right, man. It's episode 283 of the Rise and Grind podcast, man. We back. Let's go. Yeah. I've had a lot of questions over the last three weeks. Yeah. Are we done? <laughs> Is the pod over? When are we coming back? <laughs> Stop it. Are you Stop fucking... It. Look. Stop it. Look. The greatest? Stop My notepad it. called many bodies. <laughs> Screenshot saw in the Come on now, let that beat drop. Let that beat drop, DJ. Let's do it. I put careers on shelves like Amazon Distribution Center. Hell, really hate that Leave a lazy nigga dizzy. Got more tracks and when the hair salon is busy. Flow for days like that river, Mississippi. Freaky nigga, you like I've been pretty rich. We got to say on some shit, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. Got to add lips from Smiggy Nails. Done we got all my trigger fingers. You know the Vicky shit is getting tricky. Williams. People love to diss me. I hear every single thing, man. I'm all Flippin ears. Like Flippin I took the fan of Disney. Guess that's one way to tell me that you're missing. Tricking is still tricking. Somebody asked you me that over the weekend. It's still tricking. I don't care how much money you have. It's always tricking if you got it. We are here, man. Yes, sir. Episode 283. Rise and Grind Podcast is January. It's 2024. We man. back. Jeez. I'm Roger Taylor. I'm Jakari, bro. We are back in the building. Oh, As man. As you can tell, we are excited to be back. God damn, it's been a minute, man. Man, I've been on an extended vacation from you niggas. Yeah, man, for real. I haven't even seen you, I think, since Christmas. I don't even know when the last time I saw you. I don't you. even think I saw you. On, I didn't see you on Christmas, did I? Well, uh, Christmas. We did uh, Christmas at, at Hobby's Crib, the breakfast, the little brunch, right? That was Thanksgiving. Holy shit, I'm tripping. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I haven't seen I don't even know. Yeah. I haven't seen Kari probably since the last time we potted. Damn. And that was like I think the eighteenth of December. Huh. That's yeah. crazy. It's been a while. Yeah, man. How you uh, how you been though? What's been going on, bro? I've been great. Now, since I've seen you, I've been on break this entire time winter break mm-hmm. um today is monday today is actually my first day back 
working. So okay. I've spent this entire time relaxing, letting my sleep schedule get totally off track, playing PlayStation, smoking weed. <laughs> what a life. I shit you not. Like <laughs> that is what I've been doing the entire last three weeks since December, uh, December. since December 21st. I have been doing absolutely nothing and yeah. enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, shit, that, that's that's cool that teachers get that, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Because y'all deserve it, bro. Like, having, I know we talked about it all the time, but, like, having a teacher job, administrative job, whatever it is, bro, that shit is difficult, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. it's stressful. Yeah. So, like, those breaks, when you get them, whether it's Christmas break, spring break, do you get a fall break? Do y'all get fall break? No, but you have lots of days throughout the fall that you have yeah, off. Know. You have... Labor Day. Okay. You have. I'm, I'm trying to think of all of these different days that happen from September to Thanksgiving. Yeah, you got so many different days off, gotcha. and then you get Thanksgiving, you get Christmas, yeah. you get MLK Day, you get Spring up. Break, you yep. get Columbus Day, you yep. get. We got every day off. Every day your kids get off, or that you got off growing up. Yeah, I don't work that day, and if I do, it's one of those teachers here, no students, and I. I never knew what happened on those days. It's the bullshit. Like they have training classes for the teachers, and really the training classes are taught by other teachers. So just be bullshit. Go yeah. to lunch after twelve o'clock. You're doing your work on your own, so you're really just in your office, not doing shit. Those days do they last all day though? Do you have to really be there from like eight to whatever? Yes, you do have to be there all day. But what I'll say is like it's really like tiny seminars from okay. eight to ten a.m. or eight to eleven a.m. Um, you'll have like two or three tiny seminars. Like, you know, days we had like summer camps mm -hmm. and we had to go do different things like that. It's like that 12 o'clock, you'll take your own lunch by yourself, one to three or one to four, however long you're scheduled. You do your work to get ready. So it's just people sitting in their fucking classrooms and offices doing nothing. So you don't be in there doing shit. That's what I'm hearing. Absolutely not. Because <laughs> think about it like this. From the administrative point, I don't I don't have a like kids in a classroom. Oh, yeah, I forget you. Yeah. So I don't even have to take any of those training courses. Unless it's one of those safety training, school shooting training, something like that that's mandatory for all staff. Mm -hmm. 8 to 4 Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max. Question and I'm just because we ain't never really talked about mm -hmm. this. Um you know, growing up, we didn't really have to have trainings like that and deal with, like, school shootings and safety things like that. I mean, we had other safety measures like tornadoes, things uh -huh. like that, but nothing really um, related to firearms. So We had know, lockdown drill, but it never really yeah, it never existed was. in the capacity that it did today. Right. So my question to you now, like, with that being a thing, obviously, and you being in the schools, like, how do, how do you feel about that? Like, as far as the training and just, like, that notion the, that, hey, that shit could really go down, does that fuck with you at all? It doesn't fuck with me because, number one, I'm at a STEM school where I, I think a lot of this, the kids are very education-oriented. They're not drifting too much into the bad shit. Now, of course, kids are going to be kids, but um, and, I, and you can't put anything past anybody. But I have two different offices. Both of them are within five feet of a, an exit door. Okay. That's another reason why I'm not tripping. But, um, yes, it's a lot scarier than shit used to be like and i'm not even trying to say that to sound like the guys on tv um trying to make some serious ass point about the shootings but um when you work in that and a random thursday while you're sitting in a school that you work in you look on your phone and there's somebody 700 miles away yeah. killing people right where you like in your same job just somewhere else it's alarming when you take the trainings and they 
they give us certain trainings and they have to kick the kids out of the school during the trainings. Like even if we have extra clubs after just because these kids can't know what we look for. Mm, um, okay, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, I like mean, the, it makes sense. Like the telltale yeah. signs of how to stop a school shooter, how to do this, they can't even see what we yeah. go through because they're gonna know how to get around it. Right, that makes sense. Um, some of that shit, like when when they tell us, not even the training, but when they tell us, like, got to kick the kids out because this this is that's the shit that scares me because that's the part that really sets in. I'm like, oh, like. These niggas could really be out smart. Like, cause they are kids are smarter than us. Like for sure. Way fucking smarter than us. Not for not sure. be we do have more like wisdom, but um they're just into shit we've never seen before. The same way we were at 14, that yeah, our kids like our parents were at 40. Yeah. But um, yeah, when when they start going through every single instance that could happen and has happened and how they've seen what and stopped this, because they have policemen come give the trainings on that. Um, and they tell us about instances that they've been in in other states and other places, other shootings they actually been in. One of our trainers was at Uvalde. No way. Um, crazy. So, no, nah, that shit, shit gets scary. Yeah, be setting in, yeah. And then yeah. you walk around the school like at your students, going like, "Damn, these are such amazing students." Which one of you niggas would be the fucking one? That's crazy though. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, ah, oh, it's nuts. But yeah. I would. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm exiting. I'm not trying to evacuate any kids. Yeah. I, I love y'all. Like, if anybody's listening, I'm not trying to get y'all out. I'm not doing none of that shit. If somebody starts shooting, I'm not even gonna lock down. I'm running the fuck out of the school. I'm so close <laughs> to the exit. They'd have to be in front of my door for me to stay in the like in the room. Yeah. Gone. Okay. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> But it's a new year. Yeah. Let's talk about you, man. How have you been since the break? Yeah, man. So shit, same as you. Um, well, I mean, I've been working a lot. Obviously, I didn't have like an extended break. Right, right, right. But uh, man, I just been working, having my head down, trying to prepare myself for the new year. Um, you know, my birthday coming up first month, and then just also, bro, it's a new year. Like you gotta you gotta set that standard immediately. You know, I'm not the type of person that waits until January 1. I started ramping myself up in November, early December. Like, hey, you need to get your mind right. You need to start eating right. You need to get your your diet, your workout, like whatever it is that you're trying to prepare for. Like, I'm I'm that type. Like, every year I always do this. I'm like, let's start ramping it up. So that's really what I've been on all last month, December. Have you made your goals yet? Uh, so kind of. I haven't like really fully sat down and went all the way with it. Years prior, I usually have them all in place. Yeah. But this year, I didn't really stress myself Me on neither. it. Me and neither. like- I'm not going to have it all done by January. So I'm thinking, like, if I figure out everything by the end of January, I I can make these goals. True. And 2023 really taught me that as well. Like, it's okay not to have everything down to the T. And, like, bro, it got to be perfect because I did a lot of adjusting last year. Absolutely. And you can still have all of those strict parameters in place. But- you, you don't need to trip if it doesn't happen. For sure. And years prior, I've been so anal to the point where I'm like, bro, it got to be perfect. I got to have everything by the first. I got, you know, so this year I was like, no, nah, I ain't got to be like that. So I do have things uh, that I want to accomplish, but I haven't really sat down and just put it all on paper mm-hmm. fully. And another another reason for that is because we ain't even been able to link up as the gang like we normally do as well. I was just talking to Tyron the at the crew gym still hasn't that. gotten together to do yeah. our year-end wrap. But we have to wrap up 2023 as a group still. Exactly. And you know, years prior, we always had that shit done before Beginning of January. Yeah. So, like, that's another thing where Maybe I really just, ain't, um, just sat down and really got to it, bro. But I've been good, bro. I can't, I can't lie as far as, like, how I'm feeling mentally. 
like I said, just ramping myself up, man. Everything is good with me. Life is great. My family is good. My girl good. Everything is lovely, bro. Sounds good. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah, man. Shout out, Corey. Yo, yo, yo. <clears throat> Wish I could say the same. <laughs> no, no, I was just playing. Um, yeah, I haven't made my goals yet for 2024. Um, the gang hasn't sat down. This is going to sound wild, but over the course of... And this is just Roderick being Roderick going going crazy left with it before we start the pod. Let's do it. Um, you know what I've realized? Like, I think I'm I'm dead set on that I'm going to do in 2024. <laughs> the first one, all right, IG. Have you seen those pages where the top half may be a nigga on YouTube that's like a, a YouTuber or a podcaster or something like that? He's spilling like some real shit or some type of whatever. Bottom half is just like niggas playing video games. You saying like people's pages? Like the the reels, like the real style where you see like a, a YouTuber on top of a half video and like on the oh, bottom yeah, is like yeah, a nigga yeah. playing video games. Yeah, yeah, for sure. One of those that. pages getting made. Yeah. Them niggas are making too much money. Like I just <laughs> I just I I tapped into how much money one of them niggas is making. All right. Yeah, so like the the top part, it don't be like the video game has nothing to do with it. Has like, nothing to do yeah, with it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just one that you either occupied on one or the other. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. niggas are making too much bread. <laughs> They're making too much bread. Corey. <laughs> I, I know niggas that have quit their fucking jobs making top half podcaster, lower half Fortnite. Is it a name for that? No. That type of video? I don't know. And if there is, I haven't came up with it yet. I mean, or I haven't <laughs> I haven't found it yet. Yeah, yeah. Um but them niggas are getting to the baggy. Um, so um, are you going to take your your own gaming? No. No, it doesn't even have to be my own going, gaming. Yeah, I know, I know. Just regular niggas going crazy on okay. Fortnite. Might be a little Kaisenat on top of that. Yeah, a little yeah. Duke Dennis. <laughs> For sure. Um, the second, this is where it gets crazy. Have you started to see how much money is being driven in and revenue being made off of these Twitter ads? Not really, no. Okay, yeah. You don't you, you have to start doing the math, Corey. Um, the people that are like annoying on Twitter, like some of those faces you might see on the For You page all the time, they only get those viral tweets up and up so they can sell ads under it or so they can turn Twitter ads on to monetize. Niggas are making bands. I've noticed. <laughs> I've noticed myself. <laughs> there is a particular genre of Twitter that does a lot better than most genres. Hmm. Wonder what that genre is. I'll be posting porn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not gonna be me, guys. All right, I know. I'm just saying. They're not even gonna know the page is me. Now, the thing that like I've been fumbling with is like, damn. I might need another phone for this. <laughs> I mean, if the revenue get up to the point where you hoping it to be, adding another line ain't shit. No, the reason why I might need another phone is like, I don't want... Oh, you got to store a lot of shit on your phone. That, I don't want my friends on Twitter. I like suggested, like... People you may know. <laughs> That's your boy, right? Yeah, they're going to be like... <laughs> Follow Roderick at Big Ass Tube. Like, like bro, why is your number attached to this? Account? Yeah, like, come on now, you shouldn't, you shouldn't even be yeah, over there. Yeah, yeah, you may have to do that for sure. Um, you know, it's just a lot of money being made. Yeah, 
I think that was Elon's plan, though, in a sense. You know what I'm saying? With taking over Twitter, making it become X, is to sell and generate a lot of advertisement, not only for himself, but for like other people, because he's making money off of that, too. Yeah, because if you ask me, do I think Elon Musk is okay with the porn and filth on X? Absolutely not. But um, is he okay with the ad revenue being generated by it? Absolutely. Um, another thing, right, before we go into the pod, and I promise we're about to go in. Um, you saw that post that said... Since Elon Musk bought X, the value of Twitter is down 71%. Oh, yeah. Percent. Yeah, we were saying that in the, in the group, remember? Cesspool. Y'all was, was on my ass. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, different story, different day. Um, it's nuts. I mean, nuts. All right, but no, for real. Let's go into the pod. We're here. We're here. Let's do it. It's 2024. We got a lot to talk about. You want to talk uh, wrapping up 2023 music first? You yeah, want to talk what yeah. you expect from 2024? Yeah, let's do like a little recap of 2023 first. You know, we didn't really get to end off December the way we wanted yeah. to. Uh, so, yeah, man, let's just talk about some of our favorite projects. You can rank them if you want, or you really can just dive into it and just talk about, like, what was some of your favorite releases from last year? Favorite releases from last year? Um, we can just really... Go back and forth. Do you have a favorite album, period, that dropped last year? Um, I won't say just favorite number one. I have a few that I really enjoyed. Okay. Uh, Don Tolliver is going to be the first one, Love Sick, that came out like early uh, 2023, I think February. Okay. He deluxed it maybe a few weeks after that, like right before March, I believe. So that was definitely one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to obviously throw Drake in there. I know that's going to yeah, get put in there for absolutely. sure. Uh, Yachty's. Let's start here. The alternative yep. joint. Absolutely. Boss dropped one of my favorite projects at the end of the Tail year. Tail end. crazy. Bro. It was amazing. I love that shit. Uh, we only talk about real shit when we're fucked up. Yes, sir. Uh, that's all I can name really off the top of my head. I'm going to look at a few more. You got something, though? Uh, absolutely. My favorite album of the year, Kari already mentioned it. It's going to have to go to For All the Dogs by Drake. But as we're following this up, uh, Sunday Dinner, Nick Grant. That's one of the most slept on albums of 2024. Um, 23. Yeah, I'm sorry. Of 2023. But it was absolutely incredible. Uh, Travis Scott. Oh, yeah, we sure. have to mention Travis Scott's album. You have to mention that Killer Mike album that dropped. You have to mention that Tizo Touchdown album that dropped. Yes, sir. Um, did I already say Offset? Nope. We, ha say that one, we yeah. have to mention Offset. You have to mention that final solo album from West Side Gun. Yep. Come on. Amazing. Um, as much as you might not like it, let's get trendy. You have to mention Almost Healed by Dirk. <laughs> I'm not saying one For of sure. the best, but if we're going to talk top albums yeah, from 23. Yeah, absolutely. He had a number one hit on that bitch. You have to mention A Gift and a Curse by Gunna. Absolutely. You're going to have to mention The Thugger Tape. Yeah, business is business. Business is business. Yep. As much copying as there was, you're going to have to mention that Rod Wave. <laughs> he threw the party of the century and were you niggas not entertained are y'all not entertained by what he did last year come on now not only was it great music he stole it all and you niggas didn't even know it I um, really was upset with him about that bro this shit was hilarious Nicki dropped Nicki did Quavo drop. dropped and Quavo didn't disappoint yeah, yeah Quavo had a nice album he, he, he really both did. Offset and Quavo really really Surprised us. We mm -hmm. thought they were gonna shit again. Um, do we have anything that we're really missing? I said Nikki, right? You said Nikki. A few more. Yeet dropped last year. You know, I always love the Yeet albums. Oh, um, Kari. V's Ganger 
V's. Yes, sir. Lil Uzi Vert saved rap. <laughs> First number one of the year. What we have done with that little Uzi, bro? We would have folded. Bro, so look, it was only Uzi, Travis, and Drake. Metro Boomin. And Metro, okay. Metro Boomin. He so, came through for Spider-Man. Four. Only four rap albums went one last year, right? I'm not missing nobody. It's only those four, huh? Did Nicki go one? Nikki might have went one last like a couple of weeks ago, but I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure, so crazy. we can't just give that one out. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, <clears throat> Doja Cat's album went went fire. Was fire. She went number year. one. She went number one. Yeah, I believe yeah, for sure. Um, did Peaches and Eggplants go number one? I don't think so. Okay, I just I wanted to make sure. I'm not talking about the album. I meant the track. Oh no, I, I, I doubt it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, did we have some number? Did we have a number one rap song last year? Drake, no. uh, first person shooter. No, Corey, come <laughs> on now. <laughs> I'm vanilla, baby. Bro, you choke me, but I ain't no bro. killer, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga said I get love in Detroit like I'm a skiller, baby. That nigga said I'm vanilla, baby. That nigga said I'm vanilla, baby. Come on, dog. And you bitches ate it up after <laughs> like, the fucking industry. On? Oh, they drove that song to number one. Stupid, yo. You gotta love it though. Shout out Jack Harlow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he drop this year? Did Jackman come out last year? 2022, wasn't it? It was that early 23. Jackman had to have been early 23. Bro, Tom be just moving. Tom's not real. Tom's not real. And I think as the as the years go yeah, by. Bro, you're right. April of last year. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is fucking gross. And oh, he hit man. us with the with the no features. Yeah, of course. Okay. Which means next album. Oh, what? Features all the way through that bitch. Super industry. I want what? That's why he dropped that song to let you know. Like it's already it's already been written. The label already let us know. Like you're not doing that shit again, Jack. You're right. You're, you're right. never doing that again. He was like, "Can I just be a rapper?" It <laughs> was like, do, "Do you know? Do you know what you signed?" We're like, "Nigga, do you know what we brought you here for?" It wasn't that shit, bro. You obviously didn't read your contract. <laughs> Nigga thought he was just about to be a rapper. Boy, you, boy. and on, make bro. it. Stop it. Stop. All right. Um. Where are we at with it next? Uh, so now we can move on into this year, man. 2024, like you mentioned. Wait, 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 wait. Did you have a favorite song from last year? Favorite song? Nah. I can't say I had a favorite song. Bahamas Promises. Ru- ruined the year for me. <laughs> In the greatest way. Yeah, yeah, it's too many songs that I enjoy. All right. Um, yeah, but back to what you were saying. So yeah, moving on, man. 2024, b- before we get into new music, we want to talk about some things that are going to turn, some albums, some projects that are turning 10. In oh, 2024. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Let's talk those. So you already know the first one I'm going to mention. Come yeah, on. I already know. 2014 already know. Forest Hill Drive. I saw a picture of this. Not the album, but what got sent or what I sent. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a picture of of J. Cole in that 2013 to 14-ish era. Mm-hmm. You you don't see the full beard. You see the goatee. Mm-hmm. You don't see the, the locks. You see a short, like, fro. Mm-hmm. And it really, really, really brought me back to the prime of some of these rappers and how far not only have we come, but it's been. Ten years, man. Thinking about J. Cole in the 2014 Forest Hills Drive era, it just seems like so long ago. And yeah, just thinking about like where he is now, because at that point, he was still really trying to make a name for himself, bro. And it's crazy to say that. 
but that's really what happened with that album. You know what I mean? Now everybody recognizes him as like this greatest achievement ever, you know? That, in 2014, bro, it wasn't even like that. That's why out of all of the albums that we'll probably talk about turning 10 this year, this one hits the hardest for me yeah. because of how J. Cole's career went. Mm-hmm. J. Cole went from somebody who was starving to be the greatest, starving for fame, starving for notoriety, starving for the limelight. You could tell in all of his mixtapes, it, it was like it was like Kanye wanted that fame. Like he wanted it, he wanted it bad. You you felt the hunger. He you wanted it, hear it really fucking yeah, bad. Like sure. worse than a lot of the rappers I've ever seen, which is why he got it so big. <laughs> right. um, you can hear it in Sideline Story. You can hear it in Born Center, and you can hear it at its peak in 2014 Forest Hills Drive. Like damn. This nigga wants to change the money, the cars, the clothes. He wants to be famous, nigga. For everything. He want to be A-list. Absolutely. And then you think about 2024. J. Cole doesn't want <laughs> any of that shit now. I mean, if you, if you know what you know, you know. We all know why. <laughs> but, um. Hey, man. Everybody got to make a deal. I'm in trouble. Did a deal. But the devil never played. But the give you myself. Everybody got to make a deal here and there. You know what I'm saying? But, um. Do you really want to get to the top or no? Huh? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, J. Cole is so standoffish now. Like he doesn't, he doesn't want the fame. He, he's not wearing chains. He's not driving around in the nice ass car. Niggas riding around New York in a bike, like on a bike. Um, you don't see pictures of his children. He hasn't put his children in that celebrity monarch system where they got to be celebrities when they grow up too. Um, We've never seen his children. Still never, to this day. never. Never. That's crazy to say because, like you said, somebody for him to be at the peak where he's at now, right? You would think, like, at at a certain point, we would see his wife, paparazzi pics. We would see his kids. We have not even seen. I mean, if you if you followed his career, there was pictures of his his wife like way back, like early two thousand tens. Wife, not kids. Bro, you have not seen anybody in his family, bro. His mom don't even. You don't even see her no more. Nope. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. I don't know um, how they do it. I like it though, for sure. But um, that's that's why this hits so hard for me. Yeah. Because J Cole was such a different guy, and I appreciate both J Coles. Yeah, man. And it's crazy with me as well. Just to add to what you're saying, you know, the hunger that bro was having. Me as a fan, I had that same hunger when I was trying to prove to everybody, like, bro. Please I remember. Please listen to this man, bro. I remember. I'm like, bro, y'all don't. I don't think y'all hearing this. I'm like, bro, he's going to be the best. You know what I'm saying? We were in the heat of the blog era, like starting. Mm-hmm. We were 14, 13, so we all had our different rappers that we are trying to prove to everybody, like, yeah. no, y'all, like, listen to Kendrick. Like, please, this guy, bro. Kendrick Lamar, is going to be, but no, listen to this guy, J. Cole. Listen to this guy, Meek Mill. Listen to this guy, Mac Miller. Like, listen to this guy, Big Sean. Everybody. And we were all, try- we had our different <laughs> niggas trying to prove, like, no, he's really one of them. Yeah. And everybody was trying to, like, discredit each other. No, that nigga sucks. This one's the best. No, yeah. this nigga sucks. Just thinking about it, that's crazy because we were all onto something. Yeah, bro. And it's just like we haven't felt that um, that type of like energy from the hip hop community in so long. As far as like knowing like the up and coming stars are gonna be the stars. Like now you have these people 
And some some people are, are like one hit wonders, but you can kind of tell like who may last. But like at that time, all those names that you mentioned, you knew whether you were a fan of this one, that one, or that one, you knew they were all gonna be here forever, bro. It it, it hasn't been that like it, it's been so long since we had that many great rappers mm-hmm. coming up at once. Right. And I, I think it, it always goes back to what we say. It's because of the creativity, um, and the ability to move around genre to genre. And we're starting to see that happen again a little bit. A little bit. Um, but for the last 10 to 12 years, it's all been trap music. So it's all just been, like, it's been about who's going to be the best trap, trap rapper. Right. Yeah. Um, whereas Meek Mill was some of the most gangsta it got back then, especially when he was in his prime, really in the streets, mm-hmm. going to jail in and out like that which is totally different from what J. Cole is over here doing, which is totally different from the the frat, rapish stuff that Mac is over here doing, which is totally different from the industry that Big Sean is right now because he had it popping. Like, he was bigger than all of them he, in, in 2012. He was damn near crossover already. Right, exactly. um, all of them are coming from so many different places. Yeah, right. Still trying to beat Drake. Kendrick, Kendrick <laughs> is from the, the conscious point mm-hmm. we just don't have that mm-hmm. now you're starting to get a little bit of estg over here with tizo touchdown over here with tyler the creator over yeah. here before in the last few years it's just been oh we got thug here yeah. we got future we got migos we got and yeah. it's all been one and the same mm-hmm. or descendants of them we talk about so much like you know last year and a little bit of 2022 as well just how like rap was kind of like on the on the fall off no point intended with j cole mm-hmm. But um, you starting, like you mentioned, starting to feel it a little bit worse. Like, bro, we're right at the cusp of somebody about to break out yeah. in this shit. Niggas like, are taking their freedom and creativity back. I was about to say, I don't know who it's going to be, right? Tito Touchdown. I can't just say, like, one sole person. Of course, we can we can name. I'm saying just, like, rapper, though, period. Okay, just rapper. Like, just right. rapper. Okay. Um, I don't know who it's going to be, who's going to be that guy to take that torch. But I really feel like, now just speaking about the whole genre, adding Tizos, adding Tyler, adding all these new people that we have, I feel like we're on the cusp of something big to really take our fucking like credit back. You know what I'm saying? Because we have been on the downfall, but I really feel like now, bro, moving forward, whether it be this year, whether it be the next two to three years, I really feel like the sound is starting to progress a little bit more than we really anticipated to be talking about last year in the end of 2022. This is like the North Star. This is like Jesus in the North Star. <laughs> Kari has seen the North Star and he, know, he knows the new son of God is on the way. <laughs> That's crazy. We just don't know where he is yet. Just follow the star and we'll find... No, but wait. Uh, just trust me. What you're saying is absolutely right. Now, it, it might not even be Tyler. It might not be Tizo. It might not be, but all of these guys are... Um, they're gearing up for whoever the Messiah is to to start. Yeah. And I'm going to continue to say this. Yes, he can do it and pull the trigger at any time that he wants to. Drake is on his way out. He's told you he sat with LeBron on the shop and he's told you that he, he goes back and forth all the time about how it's time. He's just thinking about his way to gracefully leave this game. It is truly time. We thought it was going to be little baby. Wasn't little baby, Corey. Um, and the labels aren't just going to fold when Drake decides he quits. They can't. 
They can't. Of course, we've yeah. got other <laughs> genres, mm. but they can't just fold. 300 can't just quit. Um, CMG can't just fold. Cash Money can't just fold. Rap a lot just can't fold. Rap has to continue. Mm-hmm. Somebody has to pick up the baton. That's my point. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's got to be somebody. And I know what you mean. Like, Drake eventually is going to leave. <laughs> I don't think it's as close as we may think so. No, nah, it's close. Girl. I think it's about uh, to be 40. I mean, bro, it's still Drake. He just told us he was done, and the nigga dropped the shit like two weeks later. Like, I don't believe anything he says. Still LeBron. He, he's got <laughs> he's got to leave. So he's doing great. But no, he's got to go. I, I agree with you, though. I'm just saying, like, um, he's he's eventually he's going to have to go, and somebody's going to have to be at the top. This sounds nuts. What it really is going to take one day is the new biggest artist ever to not fuck with Drake. Like, it's, it's going to take the new guy that we're talking about that's really the one that's going to carry us into the new generation to be like, fuck Drake. And then it's going to be like disco. And <laughs> she's just going to be over. She's going to stop rap. <laughs> yeah, man. He's just going to be like, oh, shit. Nah, fuck Drake. No, no, I'm not saying stop rap. Like, it's going to be the one nigga that comes through as the best yeah. that hates Drake so much that he's really going to he's gonna push the narrative for us to really not like Drake. Maybe for the, the new age, we're always gonna look. Nah, make me hate Drake. Like that's how I know he really the truth. Like if you okay. make me hate Drake, <laughs> okay, we'll see. Pusha couldn't do it. Me couldn't do it. <laughs> your, your own favorite couldn't do it. Yeah, no, no, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, what I'll say is like Kanye. He did invoke a period of time that I was like, nah, fuck Drake. Maybe not you because you're not that close. Like with Kanye, like that's my nigga. <laughs> Right, you know, right. like yeah, we. <laughs> That's my nigga. Yeah, come crazy. on now. Oh, uh, he called me by my whole first name. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Um, first name basis, huh? Yeah, I call him. I don't. I don't call him Kanye. I say it like I say it like Donya did. Like Donda did. I call him Kanye. Kanye. <laughs> you see? Yeah yeah yeah. Like you gotta really, you gotta really know Kanye. You call him Kanye. Come on now. I be hearing niggas call him Kanye. I be like, bro, why y'all call bro, him? That's not how it should pronounce, bro. Like, groupies, the groupies right. be like, oh my gosh, you know Kanye? <laughs> y'all don't y'all call him Kanye? I don't even call him that. I call him Yeezy. Stupid. Stupid. Um, I'm really making fun of someone specific. Yep. <clears throat> Let's keep going though, because we really stopped at the first album. Okay. Yeah. Next one I have on this list that we're looking at, Days Before Rodeo, Travis Scott. This one, this one was one that really hit me too. Because Astro World greatest album by Travis Scott by far. Utopia is right there. I still put Days Before Rodeo as right under Astro World. Like that is that is the second greatest project beside those Travis heads are gonna do the rodeo thing with you. <laughs> oh my god, you think it's better than rodeo? Days before rodeo. Is fucking amazing. And it's like the soundtrack to my senior year of high school. Yeah. Um, so it's super nostalgic. Yeah. And also kind of like we talked about and not comparing it to because it's a different tra- trajectory when we talk about these two artists. But we talked about how Cole, when he dropped 2014, you knew he was about to blow. When Travis dropped Days Before Rodeo. That was it. You knew like this guy is going to be a great artist. It was like the bridge of a new sound, kind of like I talked about where I feel like we're going to, wasn't going to happen soon. Travis came in with this new, like, it was like a modern day Kanye, but at the same time, it was like, he was still a kid. So it was like, bro, 
all these different sounds, all these different instruments, all these weird ass noises, but he's still rapping on the track. The way kids these days, like we have Trav and we got Yay. The way they idolize Playboy Cardi and we can't understand mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. is the way older millennials, Gen X, love them some Kanye and Travis Scott came out of nowhere and we freaked the fuck out over it. Yeah. He had one mixtape before that we had caught some songs from, but we got 3500 and we got Mama Sita and we got all of these different tracks days before rodeo. It was incredible. We were like, yo, who the fuck is this guy? I love this nigga. And then, bro, with him being from Texas, that added a whole nother that was level it. of appreciation for us. I was just like, oh, that shit. was it. This nigga's in our backyard. You know what that I'm saying? That was it, like, man. We resonate with him, bro. He came from the same streets that we come from, you know, and he made it out. And it was like, we got Scarface. We got Ghetto Boys, Scarface, mm-hmm. the whole thing. But we never really had the Texas rapper to take us into the stratosphere. Yeah. Like we never really had one of those rappers from Texas that yes, Scarface makes that top 25 all-time we're list. Just talking rapping though, like yeah, you're but talk, you're talking about like yeah, we, he's talking about like yeah, that's bars yeah, wise. Right, right. We didn't have the Drake, the one that exactly. that that finally put Texas like Texas don't on got nobody. Fucking, yeah, on the fucking map. When we got <laughs> when days before rodeo yeah. came out. We had Travis. I don't give a fuck if you want to say he's not from Houston. He's from Moses. I don't give a fuck. He's from Texas, nigga. (laughs) (laughs) And he's here. We got him. Exactly. Um, Different time. Then we ended up getting Meg, and then we had a lot more to claim. We got Yellow Beezy. We ended up getting a whole lot in Mm -hmm. in Texas. But in 2014, we didn't have anything but Scarface. We needed this. And Beyonce. Yeah, I mean. And she don't count. I was going to say, it's Beyonce. It's, it's few and far between that niggas from Texas even think about Beyonce being from Texas. I, I never think. She's too big to even like, you know what I mean? We're talking about people who are like, came out of nowhere and took over. Beyonce has been Beyonce since day one. And that's how I, this is how Chicago niggas feel. And I'm not even trying to shit on Beyonce. This is how Chicago niggas feel when they be like, bro. Kanye don't be coming back to Chicago. Right. Beyonce don't be bringing her ass back here, man. They be like, her mama live here. So? Her mama barely live here, man. Nah, for real. Beyonce do not be coming back here, man. I've never seen I've never seen Jay-Z in Texas, nigga. Nah, yeah. She may come and do a show on some shit, but yeah, they don't really be. No, and she might They're too big, bro. She might pull up at that one Popeye she gets free fucking food at for yeah. the rest of life. Yeah, they don't really be in the in the city like that. Nah, nah. And shout they, out them though, because if they do, they'd be low key about it. Yeah, nah. Yeah. They don't shout out Jay and Beyonce, sure. especially Beyonce, because sure. she's done a lot for Houston and for Texas, but for sure. they they don't be around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't be around here, man. For sure. And I can't think of any Texas artist that Beyonce put. All right, go on. <laughs> you wanna move on from there? Uh yeah, let's move on. All right, next one. I'll let you take this one, bro. Nicki Minaj, the pink print. You're gonna let me take this because I'm a barb. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. I want to talk about this not only because we don't talk about how a lot of niggas sophomore slump their album a lot. It is a tough weight to bear on your shoulders. Your sophomore album. She obliterated her fucking sophomore album. Like, it's incredible what she did with the pink print. Just to speak to it, I'm going to pull up some of the tracks from the pink print. 
if y'all don't remember feeling myself with Beyonce was on there, um, and we can already remember what the fuck the feeling myself video did yep. when y'all got Nicki Minaj and Beyonce in one track together. I think they might have did this in Houston. So let me take this back. Right? Is that the <laughs> one where they had on the jerseys? And mm-hmm. shit? Yep, I remember. Only nothing but real niggas. Now. Only Drake, Wayne, Chris Brown. Guys, um, want some more? Mm. With with um, Ray Schremer, and you got cash. Oh yeah, yeah. She Listen. she put that one on her shit. I remember, yo. Jeez. We got Anaconda. Oh yeah, come on now. You know what that did? I say this to this day. If Nicki Minaj would have been rapping in her prime during the the heat of rap, like the Cardi B rap era. Anaconda would have been a number one track that ran for a very long time. time, A very long time. We were just in 2014. Pills and Potions. A crossover hit. (laughs) Truffle Butter. Guys, we're just... We have left the era of rap where there are that many hit singles on an album. Oh, yeah, for sure. You may get one or two. The, the cash money, young money days were the days where Drake, Wayne, and Nicki, Tiger too, were putting out hit after hit after hit after hit going on the same fucking album. This album's fucking great. I want to talk about the fact that uh, there, were, there were plenty of publications that named Nicki Minaj Rapper of the Year 2014, and that says a lot being a female. Um, niggas couldn't smoke her that year. Niggas still can't, a lot of niggas still can't smoke Nicki Minaj. That whole, like, was it like, it was like a five-year period, I want to say, bro. It was a lot of niggas who couldn't touch Nicki Minaj when they just came to rapping and just establishing hits, bro. So not only this album, every album she put out, bro, she had at least two, three, four, five hits, and they were Absolutely. all radio hits. You Even on the saying? album, you think slumped. <laughs> they were all all over the radio mm-hmm. way. So it's like, bro, you couldn't not hear Nicki Minaj no matter what station you was on. Like you said, she crossed over. So I'm not only talking rap. I'm 2009 talking, to 14 or 2010 to 15, whatever you want to call it. She on a pop radio, bro. She on the R&B radio. She's, She's in the club. <laughs> She's spinning on the street. Like if you if you want to talk about that Beam Me Up Scotty album, nigga, she in the street with it. Yep. All right, yeah, y'all niggas, y'all niggas not fucking with Nicki Minaj. <laughs> and y'all got me up here Pussy eating. <laughs> but niggas, if you dig it, y'all got me up here. Pussy eating. Oh, that's funny. Fucking Nicki Minaj, man. <clears throat> well deserved, bro. I can't believe that one's been 10 years. That's crazy. No, that's that's crazy to think about. Um, let's move on, Corey. My crazy life by YG. Because if you think about this was the intro to us of Gangsta YG. Like this was this was Street YG's intro to us because. Before this, we knew YG for tooted and booted. We knew YG for ah, oh, she a model. She, <laughs> I used to jerk to pause. <laughs> oh, <whoa. laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, I used to do what? The dance jerking, <laughs> like you know, guys, the Power Rangers, <laughs> Nigga, those I guys. Used to jerk to YG. <laughs> nah, you shut I know up. what you mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. Why did they call that dance that? Because now that I'm thinking about it, like it's sick. Anything you say, because when, when we called it something. Mm-hmm. When you started jerking, we used to call it getting off. <laughs> we did, Loki. So they'd be like, bro, I'm, nigga, is he jerking? Yeah, bro, I'm finna get off, nigga. I'm, like, I'm, nigga, I'm over here getting off. Look like, them niggas over there getting off. <laughs> God damn, them niggas over there getting off. <laughs> oh, shit. 
What the fuck? What's this guy's deal? I don't know. So. Hey, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> Hey, bro. 2009 was a sick period. 2008, nine, all that shit. 10. <laughs> I think it just started with the song, though. I think yeah. the song made You're us jerk. name the dance that, right? I don't really know. Niggas bro. in Cali, I think, were already out there doing the yeah, dance yeah, until yeah. the Hot Boys made Like, the Hot Boys yeah. made that song after. Mm -hmm. So, But where did we getting off? Nah, you say, hey. <laughs> we could get away with shit back then. No, bro, like, bro we, <laughs> like, we're, we're one step <laughs> <laughs> Them niggas over here, nothing. <laughs> we would have thought nothing of it. Look at them freaks over there getting busy on our dick. <laughs> oh, see that getting off, nigga, they jerk. Oh, they making nothing. <laughs> what the fuck? Nah, that's nasty, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Ugh. Why? Yeah. <laughs> but, but back to the point, because that's absolutely sick. <laughs> In 2014, we got My Crazy Life by YG. YG had fully immersed himself in the streets by then. Mm -hmm. um, what was the Drake, the name of the Drake? Who Do You Love? Yep. That track made YG's career. This is when YG went mainstream. <clears throat> because like you said, man, um, Tooted and Booted, but he had a lot of mixtapes we were slapping to. Don't forget yep. about no, that. No, he did. He did. The, the Just Read Up era. But once My Crazy Life came out, you get... The My Nigga song. Let's not forget about that one because that's really the mm. one that took off. But yeah, then you get I always the, forget that was his track because of because of Rich the, on the, the, the remix and shit. Yeah. But then you get uh like you said, Who Do You Love by Drake, bro. I'm looking at this list. You get left, right with mustard. Mm. You get Bick and Back being bull. Oh my god. Bro, me and my bitch featuring Tory Lanes. Okay. Really be drinking and smoking with Kendrick Lamar. Like this whoa, shit got hits. Whoa, whoa. This shit got hits. 1 a.m. Bompton. Like, bro, it's a lot of... Woo. Okay. This now, is when YG went mainstream, though. That was the point I was making. What we... This is what I'll say, though, Corey. Even though we had the tooted and booted era, we had the um, the mixtapes era that weren't as popular, I think YG is one of these artists that from 2019, when we started this podcast... All the, I'm sorry, 18, when we started the podcast, all the way until now, we have never had a bad thing to say about YG, his music, his style, his his rollout. We have never uttered not one bad word about YG on this podcast because that nigga is the truth and he's been since he dropped. He's always been consistent. He's never put out a bad project. He's never done bullshit for clickbait. <clears throat> never. Um, the nigga, he's a great rapper, and I think he's one that's always stayed true to him. Mm -hmm. Even when he caught a hit, he didn't turn the hit into his entire album style. Everything YG has always been the same YG we've always known from My Crazy Life and on. Yeah, and you make a good point, man, when, when you say like he, he would catch a hit, but he always kept his style or his sound with the hit. So even though it may have been a pop sound or a pop beat or like an R&B type of sound to Big it. Big Bank didn't change his album. Yeah. It, it always still had that West Coast sound. Yep. You always knew it was like, this shit is YG sound. He's never going to change that, bro. So yeah, I agree. It's just like, he always stayed consistent and he got better with each project. So when it came to establishing those hits, every time he had a hit, it sounded better than the last one. Absolutely. I'm looking at I Got Issues that came out 2022. I loved that album. I loved the album that he dropped in 2020 with him and Mozzie. 
Um, My Life 400. My favorite one that I'm not even going to lie. For Real, For Real, that came out 2019. I think that's my favorite YG album. That's the Keisha Had a Baby album. Yo, that nigga was on his shit that year. <laughs> um, Stay Dangerous is probably everybody's go-to YG album, unless it's My Crazy Life. But um, Red Friday, he, he's done a lot. Still Brazy was crazy, too. I'm not going to Yeah. He's done, he's done a lot. Um, bro, he's so nice. I'm looking at this shit, too. Like, bro, it's no, like, bad album. I'm going through his discography. <laughs> And not that I would search for a bad thing to say about yeah. YG. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't find anything bad to say about YG. Yeah. What does he ever? What does he ever even came out and said on social media? That's like, bro, that's corny. Never. Never. I fuck with YG. <laughs> <laughs> I fuck. We gotta get man. We, <laughs> get yeah, I'm about to say we, we gotta get snigger right, in here, right, man. Right, right for real. <clears throat> uh, let's move on though. Oxymoron. Couple more. Yep, Schoolboy Q. The breakout of Schoolboy Q. Is this the one with studio? Um, maybe. Hold on one second. Let's I'm see. Looking, Let's looking. see. Yeah. This one with collard greens for sure. Yep. Studio on here too. Yep. 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 This is Man of the Year. M- M- Man of the Year. Yep. Oh my gosh. Hoover Street. Yeah. Groove Line with Sugar Free. That was one of my favorites. Whew. Another artist, though, when you talk about just establishing himself not only on his label, but mainstream, you got to think TDE has Kendrick. They had- um, They had Absol. They, they had, had Schoolboy Q. Schoolboy Q. They had uh, J-Rock, right? But all of these guys were making noise, especially Kendrick Lamar. In 2014, this was the heat of the TDE era. Man, Oh, say, my gosh. Then you get this album, though, and everybody's going to know it for studio, but if you really listen to this shit like from start to finish, bro- the rap on this album, the purge, is incredible, <sighs> fucking incredible, bro. Tyler the Creator on that track. I forgot this nigga had Raekwon on the album. I'm not just seen it. <laughs> this is real shit. Um, in 2024, we're, we're gonna get into this too when we get into our next part. We waiting on that Schoolboy Q album. That Schoolboy Q album is coming this year. Yeah, I think he, I think oh, he said that. Oh, he huh? told us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he was like, the, 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 the music's coming. So they were like, what do we have in store for next year? And he was like. Me type shit coming soon. <laughs> me <laughs> coming soon. Damn, um, bro, he ain't dropped since Crash Talk. Yeah, I know. What was that? Twenty twenty nineteen. We was at the first location, bro. When Crash Talk dropped, that's insane to think about. I always put it like in perspective, like where we were within the pod, bro. That was like the first hundred episodes. Hell yeah, that's crazy. When this album dropped in fourteen, did we did we have Isaiah Rashad on TDE yet? I really can't say. So I know by 16 he was there. Yeah, I can't even say. Okay. Nice. Um, you ready to move on? Yeah. PND. Party Next Door 2. This is the type of shit that makes you mad. <sighs> this is the type of shit that makes you mad. Party, party, party. Um, and one of those that I can think about the same way I think about J. Cole's album 10 years ago, but in a totally different fashion from the opposite. So different from this time period. In 2014, if you were to tell me in 2024 that Party Next Door has dropped three albums that I haven't listened to back to back to back or that don't I don't give a fuck about back to back to back, I would tell you there's absolutely no way. This is this is that time period where the teenage girls and boys are going back and forth on whether Frank Ocean or Party Next Door is going to be like that one greatest guy. Or is it going to be The weekend? <laughs> There's a battle back then between these three niggas. 
And Party Next Door really was edging the competition. No doubt. It, it was really, of course, Frank was going to do his thing. And when Blind came out, he, he proved to be the one that stood next to The Weeknd. But it was really P&D versus The Weeknd back in the day. And it was a P&D show. It's cause he had he had that pull on like niggas heartstrings, bro. Like, and he had party get you wetter. That's oh. what I'm saying. He had those those one liners, but bro, it was really like for him. And I mean, we could really say this about all of them, but I think what gave him the edge around that time, just my my opinion, SoundCloud. Party it did. had SoundCloud going crazy with those songs that we talk about. We think about rappers that that turned SoundCloud and made SoundCloud what it is, and we neglect the singers. Like Party Next Door, mm-hmm. who really, really created his empire on SoundCloud. Amen. And from Party Next Door, Party Next Door 2, and PND3, we had a really good era of Party Next Door. What happened It does P3? piss you off. I know. It, it pisses you <laughs> yeah, off. Now when you say because it, like, yeah. when you look at Frank Ocean, that nigga sits in the A of A of A. A list, and I mean he's at the tippy top. If you look at the weekend, he's at the A A A list. They look at him like Michael Jackson. For sure, he was sitting in the exact same spot as both of them. Why is Party Next Door not the exact same as Frank Ocean in the weekend? Why can we, can we blame Drake here? You can definitely blame Drake here. Be- <laughs> Thank, thank the Lord the weekend got out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, no cap. The weekend real. saw it. And he the weekend knew. was like, I'm tired of giving this nigga all my songs. Like, and this bro. nigga goes and makes millions and billions off of this shit. Like, um, and I'm sure PND has done that for Drake too and like, gotten stuck now. there. Absolutely. And I'm sure the weekend is has been in I'm sure at some point the weekend has been in, in PND's ear and said this to him. I'm sure. Especially when they were still on the label together. Come on now. Do I think it's all Drake's fault? Yes and no. P&D could have left. That's why it's the no thing. And also, I think Drake in that point in time is young. I think he's at the the biggest he could have ever been. He's always at the biggest he, he could ever be. And Drake is still in the limelight of making great albums, of being a great artist. It wasn't time. The same thing for J. Cole. It wasn't time for them to start a record label and try to turn other niggas into the greatest they could be because you're still on your path trying to be the greatest you can be. You don't have enough time to do that for me. So that's why I mean like it wasn't all Drake's fault because I'm sure Drake had the best intentions in mind. I'm going to sign some of the greatest guys. I'm going to turn these niggas into stars. They'll be just as big as me. But if you just dropped Take Care, you got nothing was the same. If If you think at where he was right after... Take care. Mm-hmm. He still had his whole career to prove to niggas. He really hadn't proved nothing yet. If we he look hadn't. at it now in hindsight, he right? had a classic out. Yeah, I mean that was it. But everybody had a classic first out. Well, it was a second one. Not, take not take care. Take, I was take say, care was a second one. I was like, that, nigga, that, that shit stands. <laughs> but, but, but you know what I mean though. It was just yeah. like if he never dropped again after that, like Lauren what, Hillish, what would we uh, have said about Drake? Yeah, looking looking now, ten years later, what would be the discussion about Drake? Will we say he's the greatest? No. No, exactly. He, That's he my point. Just, he was just giving us an album that shifted it, and exactly. they would just call him a Kanye baby. Mm, that's tough. But um, he took all that time making his career what it was. But P and D just sat over there, and then you he took a backseat. He he really did. 
And whether or not that was his fault, Drake's fault, OVO's fault, who fucking knows? Who cares? Don't party, know fault it is. right? Party. I'm, I'm just agreeing. Party should really be in bigger than where he is now in 2024. He should be bro. a he should be a global pop star, and he's not. He is. If you if you want to say that yes, he can go over to France and London and England and do a, do a show. show, right? But you know what we're talking about. We're talking about selling out to go over there and be received the right. way Frank and I'm gonna keep using them. Frank and the, the weekend, weekend are yeah, received because sure, that was his competition, bro. And if we really look at it, he's third. He'll forever be third. And I promise, yes, do I think he lacked in vocals more than the other two? Yes, but he. Talent was he really could have superseded bro, them. The talent was you can argue that the talent. I know now it's crazy to say that, but at that time <laughs> you, could have, you could have argued the talent was there for, for party, bro. Like it was incredible the music that he was putting out, bro. And he had that Drake style. Maybe maybe that's what it was. But party would do the two songs in one and switch the yep. beat and slow it down at the end. Yep. And that's what we wanted to hear at that time, bro. So all he had to do was continue to do it. Even when you hear some of the great songs that Party will drop, glimpses of it, you still hear the fact that, like, man, if he had 14 of those all together, <laughs> he could have really done this. But now, um, turning into a global superstar is too late for Party Next Door. Yeah, yeah, we just need, I just want a good project. Me too. When he dropped uh, Her Old Friends, when he dropped that on us last year, I was just like... We need more of this. I need 12 to 14 of this. They're going to get him even, <laughs> but I ain't even aspired to get that low. Come on, nigga. Yeah, man. And he didn't need the Drake feature. Yep. All to, right. To him. Yep. Res resentment came. So, um, her old friends was the end of 2022, like December, if I'm not mistaken. Month to cry. <laughs> but resentment came out of July last year. God, just imagine, like, if some of those guys really would have did it, like, if Party would have really been, if Magic Jordan would have really, really did it, January of last year actually for her, because, uh, her old friends. Because Drake, I saw the vision. Imagine if the whole yeah, if everybody just stayed together though. Imagine what OVO would be if you still had the weekend and Drake at the top. No, no, and no. Then you had Party, and then you had Magic Jordan, and then you had Roy Woods. That shit's nuts because even if you think about. Like, even just them two, if you think about 2011 and 12, the mix of Take Care, House of Balloon, that era together, are, are you fucking crazy, Kari? I'm sure you can even hear in your ear your girlfriend at my next show, OVOXO. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the days we used to get to say OVOXO. Right. You niggas was like, <laughs> you had to be there. You niggas was not around <laughs> yeah. for OVO you had to be there. These kids these days, you don't even know what that means. Yeah, like <laughs> what? Your girlfriend at my next show, yeah. OVO XO. Stop. You know what that means, man. What was that song? Wildfire? Young niggas don't even know Wildfire. <laughs> yeah, bro. Come on. We really need to get real stuff. You lot of money you never get enough. Ain't nothing this shit sounds so tough. <sighs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Different, different, different. No, we're different. Huh. You niggas are fucking different from us in the bad way. <laughs> <laughs> in the fucking bad way. <clears throat> oh, man. All right, no, nah, but we can keep going on. I think we got one more album that's in here to really talk. We could go on and on from albums from 2014, but <sighs> Run the Jewels too. I don't even need to talk much about. Like, this, this is when, I mean, Killer Mike, like, he made his mark in the the 2000s, but when he grouped as Run the Jewels, Run the Jewels and Run the Jewels 2, 
I wasn't the biggest fan in 2014. But as I got into college that 2016, 2017, and I'm starting to dip way deeper into my conscious bag. I didn't call him like Killer Mike. He different. He's he's always been different. Though. Yeah, I've I heard a song recently. Uh, I think it was the Bone Crusher song. Like I'm I'm never scared. I think Killer Mike is on the remix on that bitch. Is he? But bro, I heard that bitch. And I'm like, that's like early 2000s, right? And, and I'm he's like, always been doing it. This nigga has been so cold since day one. So I'm glad that he dropped the album last year because you know the Grammys are gonna give him everything which is rightfully deserved. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that in a year. Where everybody was so down on rap, we got such a great rap album from a legend to let us know, like, hey, bro, we're okay. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's, that's the shit we be wanting Jay to drop, but it's like Killer Mike came in and let us know, like, we're gonna be okay, guys. Another thing that I will say, which is weird and that makes Killer Mike a little special, he talks about the the drugs and moving weight in his raps, but he approaches it at such a different angle. Most of the rap game, like, they glorify it. And in a way, he kind of does too. But Killer Mike's angle in the rap is always like, nigga, fuck these drugs I got to sell. I'm just doing this shit for my fucking kids. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah, he explains how he kind of used it as like a stepping stone. It's, it's like he never really wanted it. But like you say, maybe just being a product of your environment or just kind of being your hand being for it, just like he had to do it. But once he got to a point where he didn't have to do it no more, it was over. You're not he talking stopped. About yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just like, nigga, I do not want to do this no more. But like, like I said, that that shit is low key fire. Like even yeah. even when he rapping about the drugs or was rapping about the drugs, mm-hmm. it was like, I got this bitch ass waiting to trunk. <laughs> got this fucking weight in the trunk. I can't wait till the day I can't sell this shit no more. He just like a nigga who hate his job. But that's how you know niggas are authentic, though. Like, yeah, a, sure. a lot of the other niggas like, couple keys in the back. You know how it is, nigga. You're not, you're not really moving. No, he didn't want them keys in the back. He had to have them <laughs> right. keys in the back, man. And you're not really, you ain't never, you ain't been caught. No, like, no. You, you, ain't, you ain't been riding with a trunk full and a law pull up behind you. You've actually never even seen that much. <laughs> <laughs> you've actually never been in a room with hard drugs before. <laughs> right, right, right. You're, you're actually a bitch. <laughs> Damn. My fault. No, I was that's that's real though. Yeah. Um listening to Jay and I think the David Letterman interview, and he was like, um, Letterman was like, if you listen to a lot of this rap, he was like, it's really, really scary. He was like, a lot of it's about like murder. And uh Jay was like, Yeah, I want you to know like 94. <laughs> he was like, 94% of those guys, all lies. He was like, really? He was like, all lies. He was like, they're all nice guys. And you can whether or not you was been in that situation before, you know when a nigga lying, bro. You can tell. Like you said, Killer Mike sounds authentic. Jay sounds authentic. Griselda sounds authentic. Granted, I, I'll say we, we've been in tougher situations to right, where right. you can prove bitch from exactly. liar from. Exactly. But no, no. Like I can hear in the rap. I'm like, bro, you ain't, you ain't really doing that, bro. And like in certain <laughs> interviews, you can tell when niggas pop off or how niggas like handle themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll take one like erratic moment for an interview to go left. Like real street nigga. <laughs> <laughs> There's thirteen uh, something about the way he just popped lets me yeah. know there are thirteen to seventeen niggas behind that camera, and now everybody in this fucking studio is afraid. I was gonna say now y'all all scared. Yeah, yeah. This nigga's really gang affiliated. Yeah. Um, which on top of that, because we're from like. Uh, inner city almost and like 
you you've seen some of those niggas that get wild, get reckless. And like, and you know niggas that are in like our city that are really, really, really like that. Mm-hmm. Um that's always no, like a lot of this rap shit is fake. Bro. Nine, like Jay said, 94. 94% of this shit is fake because yeah. even the shit they talk to each other online, like as rappers, and nobody ever does. I swear to God, if y'all did like 13% of this talking, like where we're from, niggas will be dead in four days. And <laughs> <laughs> the wrong sides of our city, bro. Bro, niggas will be on the news quick, bro. And I'll be like, bro, because I'll be listening to shit like the, the shit that's going on between like NLE and Blueface. And I was like, bro, if niggas were talking like this in our city, niggas would die. <laughs> or somebody else. Somebody's Shut chain's up. getting snatched, beat, mama's getting kidnapped. Yeah. What the fuck? And we talking about niggas from Cali. So then I'm like, bro, how street is this city? Y'all say it's fucking dangerous. Yeah. But Let me not tell you. Right, right. Yeah, those aren't the guys we need say, to be making the example off of. But I'm just saying these rap niggas don't really be like that. That's yep. just to sum it all up. Yep. Because it's really street niggas everywhere. Let's make that clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> LA. I'm sorry, y'all LA. Y'all niggas got it. To the Cali listeners. I was say, y'all niggas got that shit. I promise y'all won't. No smoke. No cap. But these rap niggas don't really be I, I talking be about niggas, bro. <laughs> I be in California. I don't even bring hats. <laughs> I don't even bring no hat, nigga. Right, I be wearing man. a beanie. Black. No smoke. <laughs> Fucking man. Nigga, is that black? Nope. <laughs> oh, that bitch wearing gray, oh, nigga. Oh, God. Nigga. I be trying to find it. Is that yellow, nigga? Right. Nope. Nigga, I thought yellow was good. <laughs> I'm out there like Christian gray, nigga. I need all shades. Where the fuck you from? Nigga, I'm from England. <laughs> Poland. The fuck? I'm not from here, nigga. Yeah, yeah, bro. Um... <clears throat> but I think that really wraps up albums turning 10. Yeah, yeah. So before we move into like the little news, just one more thing. Again, staying in 2024, it's early January 1st quarter. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some artists that you think may be the first to release projects now that we are in a new year. Any Anybody comes to your mind? Um, For sure. Um, and I'm not, I'm not going to say they're going to be the first ones you hear from, but big timers, A-list, Future and Metro Boomin are going to be the first ones you get no this year. No doubt. They've been teasing that album for about a year and a half now. Um, and we've talked about Future, all, well, not always, but, but he, what, he gives us a first quarter release. He He's only detoured from the first quarter drop for Save Me yep. and um, High Off Life, I believe. Of course, no, I take that back. Summer for High Off Life, I believe. Yeah, Summer for High Off Life. Mm -hmm. Um, Unless we're talking about the future Hendrix era. But I even think he gave us future and Hendrix either at the very very end of the first uh, quarter. Okay, so future is always, but I think the Hendrix might have been a week later, something like that. Spun back might have been beginning of April. I don't don't know. But um, future is great for beginning of the year. Always. He gave you the wizard, the beginning of the year. he gave you, not high off like. What's the last album? I never liked you. I never liked that you. Came first quarter, beginning you? of the year. Yeah. Um, all of the future Drake tracks when they were getting ready to drop um, the sequel to What a Time to Be Alive. Those came beginning of the year. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think anything else that you get. Uh, when you get him, you get him beginning of the year. Always. Last week, Metro Boomin and Future cleared everything from the page. Oh, know what that means. 
You're getting that future beginning of the year. <laughs> and this is one of the most highly anticipated rap albums of the year. Yeah, of, sure. It was of last year. I can't wait for this album. Expect it, nigga. Absolutely. And who the fuck doesn't like brand new future? The fuck? Who the fuck doesn't like brand new Metro? If you don't like that, then you don't like rap music. No, real shit. <laughs> um, moving on. Of course. Yay and Ty Dolla Sign. Oh, yeah. But I know, like, Kari, you've had the, the long standing, <laughs> this album's not coming out, but I think we're both under, like, the impression before 2024 ends, that album comes out. Yeah, yeah. And I, I expected first quarter. I, I expected expect this month, I, like they say, right? But mm, we'll see. I expected first or beginning of second quarter. I don't necessarily see Kanye dropping a beginning of second quarter album. Um, Kanye's really good for like a, a summer or late year album. For sure. Um, I can't think of the last time we've gotten a Kanye album in the first Early. quarter. <clears throat> so, Shit, I don't even know. what I will say is, I. Have not been able, like all of my discords with the rap leaks have been shut down. All of my Reddit um, communities with the rap leaks have been shut down. And I haven't been as nifty as I need to be about finding this whole album. I've heard every song damn near. It's amazing. I haven't been able to get the zip extracted to my phone. I wish I could, but I haven't been able to find it, which is why I need this fucking album to drop. The album's fucking good. Yeah, yeah. The snippets and everything that we've played. Uh, Ty Dolla Sign, bro. I just... Uh, uh, that guy. That fucking guy. Yeah, it's crazy. That fucking guy, man. Um, This motherfucker don't miss. No, he's fucking good. That motherfucker don't no, miss, No, not at all. Man. He's good. He's never missed, bro. Um, Another one, though, and it's funny, you know, you mentioned Kanye. I'm going to mention this guy. You know, they be beefing out. Kid Cudi. Supposed to drop his Insano project, I believe, in like a week or so. And Kanye and Kid Cudi are back together. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, okay. there's, a, there's a track on the album. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, uh, you know, he told us this is going to be like 30, 40 songs. You remember you said that last year? Yes, but what he told us is it's going to be spread out in between a regular and a deluxe. Okay. You got something right here. That's, we'll see. Um, we'll see. It's going to be spread out over a deluxe. <clears throat> and I'm, I'm honestly... As the summer has gone by, I still don't give a fuck about this Kid Cudi album. Nah, man. Um, get with Netflix and give us another movie. Ha -ha, for sure, for sure. Intergalactic was just a different sound. Like we had, we had, we were starving for something new last year. That's why that one hit so different. And I think inside of that, Kid Cudi was given a task by Netflix. This is what the movie's gonna be. We're gonna kind of gear it towards this. So. Kid Cudi almost had to do something brand new. It wasn't one of those Kid Cudi sat down and he did whatever the fuck he wanted to do and gave us the new Kid Cudi album. Kid Cudi was given a new mission. And in that new mission, he made fucking greatness. Yeah. I know that's a solid point, but I kind of feel like the momentum that he had off of that is is going to lead him into Insano in, in a sense, right? We don't know yet. We'll see when Doesn't it gets Doesn't sound here. like it. <laughs> Insano is not an album I want to download just off the name. Nah, bro, we'll see. Because even uh, some of the Lucy's, not all of them, but some of the Lucy's that he put out last year, you still kind of heard that, little that dark sound one. a little bit. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Um, 
But shout out to that Intergalactic album. Did Intergalactic come out 2022? Yes. Okay. Because, huh. Wait. I, I believe it was 22. Fuck, bro. Like, the years just be going by so fast. I there's, can't keep up. No, bro. there's no way Intergalactic came out in 2023. Nah, 22. Okay. Whew. Okay. September 22. Jesus. But for a soundtrack album, that was one of the best albums of the year. Like, Oh, yeah. Huh. I, now that I'm hearing it or thinking about it in my head, when we leave the pod, I have to go play Intergalactic. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch it too again, bro. I almost watched it the other day. It's I one of those. Too low key, I swear. It's one of those just like if there's nothing on and I need something really good to watch. Just put it on. Just put Intergalactic on, man. Come on. <clears throat> Any? Who are you thinking about dropping 24? Uh, Future was going to be my number one. Benny the Butcher's on the way. We already knew that. Yeah, for sure. But I can't say, oh, well, J. Cole, obviously, the fall off. Not first quarter, but we're getting that album this year. I truly believe that. You think so? I watched the interview with Lil Yachty that he did towards the end of last year, <coughs> and he didn't really say it's coming soon, but he kept holding his tongue on a lot of shit that he okay. didn't want to give out to, in a sense, to say, like, the time is soon, but I can't give you too much. So I, I really believe we get that album sometime this year. That's the one I'm looking forward to the most for obvious reasons. Are we not expecting a mixtape in between that, though? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, I really don't think so. I think bro is really taking his time, and this is like, this is his baby. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's been holding on to this one for years, bro. Even, like, right after 2014 dropped, he kind of, like, said... It's been songs that he's just been had stored for years and years and years to get to this point. You know what I'm saying? And now that we're upon the year 2024, and this is this is the year, how much do you believe him? Uh, as far as the retirement? Done. Yeah, how much? Now that we're here, because as the years added up, yeah. we like, hey, no, J. Cole's serious. He's going to fucking quit. But like, as we've gotten to this year, I haven't really experienced much of the... Oh, all love lost for the game for J. Cole so much so that you can't see him rapping anymore. Yeah, for sure. It, it's kind of lesson for me as well just because he's um, the features, bro. Like everything that he's done with Drake and everything that he did with all of the, the artists, just like you can see the love and the hunger is really like reborn in a sense. So it's like how could you leave now? You know, last year when or 2022 when the rumors were really hefty and it's like, nah, this album's coming soon and that's it. He going to disappear. Now I'm like, bro, I don't think he could really go away just yet. I feel like he ain't really, there's there's still so much hunger and still so much he want to accomplish now that he's gotten to this point. I'm like, bro, he may stay he may stay around longer than we anticipated now. I believe, I, I agree with everything you're saying. The only thing that makes me believe like, yeah, he might walk away for good. It's the same thing I talked about at the beginning. Um saying things without saying things. Um might want out of that game. Like and and I'm I'm not even being funny. Like that's why a lot of these niggas draw back. Um it's like, oh shit, man. Like I'm I've been playing a dirty game. No, I don't mean that. I mean like I've been playing like uh the the industry is like a dirty game. I've been playing this dirty game. I don't want any parts of it. Like I I I want to do my life, you know, Mm -hmm. the right way type shit. Um so in that instance, and there's it, it gets way deeper than that, and I I'm saying things without saying things, but if you if you go to the level of deep that I'm going to, 
you might want out. You might want to just sit down and be with your fucking family. Yeah, I feel that. <clears throat> no one else, though, for me. It's going to be an interesting year. I, I can't really just pinpoint this guy, this guy, this guy. Yeah, this, those. this is not a year. I'm done doing the Chance the Rapper drops this year. He said he's dropping this year for Shut sure. up. But, uh, Shut up. Right. I love you. I love Chance. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. I'm done doing the Rihanna's dropping this year. I'm done doing the maybe Jay-Z drops this year. Yeah. Um, I'm glad, though. You kind of getting to the point where I was like half of the year last year. I was yeah. like, bro, fuck that shit. When they say it's coming, yeah, we'll, we'll listen to it. We'll hear it. I'm not letting these niggas get me excited no more. I don't give a fuck about y'all. What I will say, and this is not even me being excited. I'm just thinking that because this artist gave the fans something, but not necessarily everything they wanted. Do you get new Beyonce this year? I would say no. I just remember we talked about the fact that Renaissance was done just to kind of get ahead of the curve and that we might mm. get more Beyonce because she hadn't really delivered on on that R&B promise to the fans. That was 22, huh? It was 22. Yeah. Honestly, never mind. I came at the same time, yeah. So, uh, maybe 25? Maybe 25. I just hate because artists are so high up, they can't deliver quickly. Like, and and it's harder on a on a singer than a rapper to just put some rhymes together because you got to put together meaningful love songs, especially if you're gonna go back to the true essence or you got to hook up with the neos and the these guys and to get these songs back together. Um, so I'll give it to Beyonce. Like two years is is a quick fucking turnaround for R and B singer to put together fifteen to twenty more R and B songs that are gonna cut through your feelings. Um, <clears throat> but nah, if if we've been getting nothing but pop from Beyonce for the last like twelve years, she should have some of them R and B bitches in the tuck. But again, do she? I think we talked about this before. Do, does she really want to do that? She's given us pop five, three, four projects in a row. Do she want to go back to that true R and B sound? You know what I mean? So. That may just be us like throwing it out there. Like, do Beyonce even really want to do that? Well, it's because people are so far ahead that um that and and we're so down here listening to the music, we're not thinking about this is her punching a clock, going into work. Yeah. And at our job, when we do our work, yeah, we see methods that might work better there. But if it's not going to sell more or make the company more money, your company's not going to adopt it. So when they punch that clock, they hear the fans and shit and thinking like, oh, yeah, they want the real R&B. And I'm sure Beyonce wants to to give the fans yeah. what they want. Yeah. But she's at work. She works for the labels. If the labels are saying like, hey, look, the pop music is what's driving the revenue. like, And that's what's selling the albums. Then we're going to make we'll do that. that. Yeah. We're going to make that. It'll be interesting to see, but um, twenty four. I just I, I would say no, and if I'm wrong on that, that's fine. I would say twenty five seems more doable for Beyonce at this point. Okay. Uh, this is the last one, and I shouldn't be doing this. Cardi, you get a Cardi B album this year? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, I can I can tell you that. No, immediately. He wasn't uh, careful with her though. She does have a lot of pain. Yeah, he wasn't up. careful with me. <laughs> Part two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, nah, bro. I really, 
is is as much as we try to make a joke about the Lauren Hill shit and all that, like bro, Cardi B could really never drop another album again. And, and what could we say? Like it's okay. She don't have to make music, or at least she can do her features. She don't have to put out her own self project again, ever again. And she will still be this mogul that she has created herself to be. It does not matter. So no, we probably will never get that album. My answer is always no. You you know me. Yeah. I I am one of the believers that thinks Cardi B has one and done Jaws ass. She is a global figure, a mogul. <laughs> a mogul. A, a mogul. <laughs> this she could run for president and get 200 votes on the ballot. Oh I'm not gosh. saying 200, I'm not 200. 200,000 votes. Right, not right. saying 200,000 votes means a fucking thing in the US, but, but that's what she If is. you can get that on a a a ballot. She's yeah. she's that known. Yeah. Um, she doesn't have to utter another word. And just like you said with Cole, she snaps every feature you get her on. Mm-hmm. So as much as you may want a project, she holds you over each time. She knows exactly how to continue being relevant. Right. What I will say though, Kari, is if she leaves offset, does she continue to stay absolutely relevant? No, I know, I know, what? I know, I know. I'm just asking. <laughs> what? I'm just doing my due diligence I'm as a potter. Is the B to that A? Are you kidding me? No, you're right. <laughs> it wasn't always that way though. It was. It, it was now. It was flip flop for a very small <laughs> amount of time. It is now and will forever be. As soon as Bodak Yellow dropped, there was a power shift. Come on now. Um, and it wasn't in the favor of Offset. Nah, come on now. Let's be real. <clears throat> but you're right. Um, well, I, I believe you're right. Cardi B will shock the entire world, at least me and you, if we get an album. Yeah. And the thing is, and this is the last thing I'll say, Cardi B will go on an entire album run and, and, and not drop the fucking album. Like, she'll have hit tracks out. I did it. I, exactly. She'll, yeah. be, she'll have features out and put out a number one track. Nothing. Like, she put out the number, she put out a track with, with Meg. 2023 and it went number one yeah. on top of features nothing I ain't gonna lie like I think right before COVID I think 2019 she had a song that was hitting the radio hard I can't remember the name of it I like it like was it that one no because that was on the album um, it, was, it was a single that she put out I can try to find it but yeah, I yeah, thought she um, was in album mode around I like time. more than sex I like mm, mm. I think that one's on the album too no no money I don't even need to, mm, it's for the money money ain't on the album I don't think so um her and Offset had a couple of tracks. Yeah, they even had one together. I'm gonna try to find that song, but that was the last song where I was like, "Oh shit, she in album mode." You know what I mean? But yeah, no money after that. This this isn't on the album, but this is. Mm-hmm. That was the what track. What year was that? That came 2018. out 2018. Yeah, so after the album. Yep, I'm looking at it. Damn. Please me with Bruno Mars, bro. She didn't put out some shit. Yeah. Press WAP, Kari WAP came out without an album. Yep. Imagine in the in the. I mean, now that was in 2020, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you would have had to do a lot to drop that album and and have it do well, um, and you wouldn't have been able to tour it. But no, she dropped Bongos this year, Kari, and didn't it go number one? I think so. Uh, up was another one. If it's up, then it's stuck. She did the rumors with um, Lizzo. That's what I mean. She'll she'll smoke it. And she did the whole K-Flock uh, boogie bee. Shake it. She and did. she stomped on it, nigga. <laughs> she did hot shit with Ye and Dirk. 
What is the only thing a nigga get for me for free is free to bros. Free to bro. She slid on Lotto's shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. She even came <laughs> out crazy. on Instagram, Cardi, and did the classic <laughs> Cardi, I have an announcement tomorrow. <laughs> nothing. No announcement. Nothing. Cardi don't need no press. That's what it was. 2019. Uh, but no, we're not getting the album, guys. Don't bank on it. No, no, no. Do not don't. bank on it. <sighs> you can bank and you see her and her and offset back together. Man, they was never broken. Come on now, man. Come on now. Q, Q in Q in the <laughs> offset I win photo. Come on now. We need that. Come on now. <clears throat> That's great. They was at the fucking club throwing money on bitches together. Just like they always then do. she on story, not stories, what is it? Uh spaces the morning after. I just think it was a really good night. Me and offset, we vibed. Mm. Yeah, man. Interesting. She said she she called him her baby daddy. Mm. She said me and my baby had a great time. She said I got some good, you know, from my baby daddy last night. <laughs> Your husband. She's funny. Bro. You guys are together. She's you, have, <laughs> you have children. Y'all spent Christmas together. <laughs> yeah. That's what it, what it was. I was just Come like, on now. Y'all y'all video taping the fucking kids opening the presents together. Together. Y'all right. You know we know y'all right next to each other. And also did one where he kind of like she had like a, a a hand or like a leg in come it. Come on, I was now. Like, Bro, y'all get on my fucking nerves. Nah, but because Offset, <laughs> I'm sure did the the typical like hood nigga shit, and she not black, so like she going for the shit that like most black women don't go for. So you really gonna like keep the kids from me on Christmas? I can't spend Christmas with my kids. <laughs> I huh? want to be with my family on Christmas. You were part of my fa- like. I want to be with my family, man. Yeah. I got them. I gotta make sure I video the kids opening they present these memories for us. Yeah. That's how my dad always got over there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm playing, man. You funny, bro. Oh man. Um <clears throat> uh, I don't think we have anybody else to talk potentially dropping 24. Now. Now we're finally into music, guys. Um nobody dropped over the break, Corey. Yeah, I mean, that holidays. was to be expected. It's the holidays, right? New right. Year's. And that's kind of why we took some time away as well. We want to always give y'all quality episodes, but... No, Kari, nope, nope, nope. Kari was about to gloss over shit uh, and give you the 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 listener's version of it. I'm going to give you guys the actual fucking reel. Nobody drops music during the holidays because you niggas are with y'all's families and your niggas and your bitches and your kids. Yeah. So it's not going to sell. They're not going to do 100,000 and 200,000 in number one albums if they drop it during Christmas time because you niggas are worried about Jingle Bells and Mariah Carey and all that other shit and opening these presents that Jesus didn't tell you to do. <laughs> Damn. Um, Cutting deep. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Jesus didn't tell you to do that. He didn't tell wild. you to do that shit. That's uh, <laughs> wild. Um, you fucking pagans. <laughs> but... The same with us, guys. Like, you niggas are with your families. You're listening to Christmas music. You got eggnog, like, Secret Santas, Christmas parties, all that shit. We dropped the pod. Like, of course, our day ones are going to listen to the pod. But, like, everybody that usually listens has things to do, as did we. So why would we drop the pod for bad business? Just to drop the pod. Yeah, like, if I drop the pod, it's so we can do big-ass fucking numbers. Because that's why we fuck. That's why we fucking get down. I dropping this shit to to do fifteen thousand first week. We get a hundred. I'm a hundred, two hundred kind of guy. Right, right, right. Come on now. When I look at the pod numbers, I need to see hundreds. I need to see hundreds. On Thousands. My mama. My mama. Um, 
So no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Corey. Nah, that's shit, shit. I was gonna say though, we do have um, a few projects that came out over this break that we'll mention. The first one we have on the list, the game and big hit dropped a project called Paisley Dreams. Oh yeah, Paisley Dreams. I mean, if, if you guys Paisley Dreams, my bad. You guys are you know in tune with the street enough. You you know most gang flags or bandanas. The the style on them that you see that's called Paisley. Yep. So it's kind of. Gang affiliated. Yeah, man. Gang affiliated. But if you don't know Big Hit, we talk about Hit Boy all the time. The rapper slash producer. Big Hit is his dad. Did a bid in prison. I'm not sure. Maybe like got out 15, last year. 15, 20 years or some shit. Yeah. Got out last year. Yeah, But he uh, got out last year like you stated, man. And so obviously, like you mentioned, gang affiliated. His dad is a big blood game. We know is a big blood. They finally got to see each other since Is Hit big Boy hit. big blood? I don't think Hit Boy bang. Okay. But okay. Uh, Pops bang for sure. Without a doubt. But uh, anyways, they got to finally like link up for the first time. I guess they, you know, cool with each other or just some gang shit. But anyways, I'm going to read what Hitboy said. He said, the game pull up, pulled up on me and Big Hit four days ago, and I was thinking maybe we just asked him to get on the Bang Freestyle Remix. That's a song that Big Hit has out right now or something at most. But instead, we he locked in with us for the rest of the, the night, and we made a nine-song album, and this is the project. So they made this shit basically... In 24 hours. Nine songs. Okay. Um, and we we played a good bit of it during pre-production. I'm not going to lie. It sounds great. Now. It's the game, man. I was just going to follow up with that. That's the game. The game without the recognition. Arguably top, top 15 to 20 rappers alive. Easily. Like. Alive, and if we're talking to all time, he makes that top fifty list. Um, Another hit maker too. Like the nigga just knows how to make good music. Absolutely, it's it's easy to the game. So anytime he put out a project, and this is going back to the G Unit and post that, you know, all the way to dramatic. Every time he put out a project, bro, we always tune it in. So it's it's the same thing with that. Like you said, nine songs. We kind of just breeze through it just to get a sound for it. Uh It's it's OG. California music. The beats are very old school '90s West Coast. Yep. Yeah, it, sa- it sounds like it sounds like a bunch of tracks or instrumentals that didn't make doggy style type <laughs> shit or a corrupt album. Yeah, for sure. Um, really heavy on the West Coast shit. Yep. I love it, and I, I really love it because Drillmatic was an amazing album, but he dialed back on being so West Coast to give you an overall hip-hop feel, he's back in that West Coast feel. Yep. Um, big hit sounds good. Um, I'm not going to just go far on critiquing him because uh, why am um, I critiquing I say big hit uh, 40-year-old rapper? <laughs> I mean, not that it doesn't sound great. It sounds great yeah, yeah. and good enough to be listened to over. Um, but yeah, I just, I mean, this is my first encounter with Big Hit. Yeah, I'm not about to listen <laughs> and critique him like he's gonna be on the fucking double XL freshman list next facts, year or some facts. shit. Um, but good album. Yep, good got, album. A, got a song with Dom Kennedy on there that I love. It's called Crisis. Okay, I'm always gonna tune into that. But I don't yeah. know if I got to that. Did we get to that? Uh, I heard that one before, so I, okay. I don't know if you heard it. But, uh, but yeah, that's really it, man. We can move on. I think it was a few more we wanted to mention that came out. While yeah, we just were away. Just something to mention. I haven't gotten to it yet. Hall and Nash too. Uh, West Side Gun, Conway the Machine, and the Alchemist. Mm. That dropped on the 29th. Just like I said, guys, that was one of those. It dropped in the middle of Christmas and New Year's. So I've been so immersed in Christmas break, Christmas things, um, getting ready for New Year's. Still 
getting gadgets working from Christmas Day. Man, I haven't been on Apple Music checking for who dropped on Friday. Do I love Westside and Conway and The Alchemist more than anyone in rap besides Benny the Butcher? Yes. Um, but I haven't given this a, a listen yet. Oh, but I'm just, I'm adding it right now. I've already added it, yeah. It, <laughs> it was downloaded the moment I found out it came out. Yes, sir. Um, another one that happened while we were gone, I think on December 15th, um, Gucci Man and BG. If you remember BG, he's from Cash Money. He did a bid as well. I think he's been locked since somewhere between 2009 and 12, something like that. Yeah. Um, or 14, something like that. He's done, he's done a, a hell of a bid. He just got out. Uh, he put out a tape with Gucci Mane. I, I believe that's somewhere between nine and 15 tracks as well. It's called Choppers and Bricks. You want me to be honest with you? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm not going to listen to this one at all. Oh, okay. At fucking all. I do not. I'm mad this is even on the list. Embarrassing. <laughs> Shout out to Gucci and uh, BG, bro. But yeah, that one not getting no spin in this whip. I can promise you that. I want to say this in the nicest way I can. I'm done listening to Gucci main albums as long as Gucci is alive. Like I love Gucci. Number one, Gucci really came into my life and, and became a really big part of it during college. I was always one growing up that I was a bigger fan of T.I. and Young Jeezy in Atlanta than I was Gucci. Of course, Lemonade to Chain, all, all of that. Trap House 3 got a K with me. Two young, I mean, three young niggas stay with me. I, hey. Um, <laughs> we was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I can make the dope do numbers. The Trace, the Stacey all of me. Right, right, Fuck, right, we, right, we, right. we know the tracks. Like, but <laughs> it, it's few and far between. The nigga have 14 albums and there's 36 good songs spread out against 14 albums. Um, and it's still like that. Now, when we got Drop Top Wop and we got everybody looking when he came out, he had a, he had something to prove to everybody. And those were bangers. I'm not listening to this shit no more. And <laughs> BG. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, BG. Yo. Nigga. Like, let's be for real. When Cash Money split, <laughs> we didn't listen to you. Like, let's be for real, bro. When Cash Money split, it was hard to get us to still listen to Juvie, nigga. Look. I'm going to keep it real. And this is no disrespect because I love cash money. But outside of Wayne, baby. Juvie. No, I say Juvie. I was about to say, say Juvie. Bro, Silk the Shocker, BG, them niggas could not rap, bro. And I'm just keeping it a buck. Occasionally Manny Fresh. <laughs> I'm, Occasionally. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm keeping it a buck, though. BG, maybe he, he may get more love than, than, than uh, Silk the Shocker, but that nigga could not Don't show me rap. BG or Turk. Like, <laughs> man, you better not go get turned. I'm like, bro, let's just be for real. Like, it's okay to say that it was a group thing. And the ones, and, and if you think about it, even from the beginning, the group was just there to make Juvie look good. They just happened to break out off that. Sh exactly. BG, we not fucking listening to that. And there's a new track out, and it's blowing up the blogs because he called Lil Wayne a bitch. Okay. BG, you better <laughs> shut the fuck up, nigga. <laughs> Golly, because we still seen that video with them dreads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we forget. The fuck? This nigga was running through his shit. All right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm not listening to that tape. He also wanted to let you guys know that, um, you know Honeycomb Crazy? Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Just dropped a new track with Honeycomb Crazy. Honeycomb Crazy back in jail, though. Um, any new music besides that that you nope. wanted to pull? That's it, man. We're getting to our news topics. Gosh, man. You niggas be so dry in the first quarter. Right, damn. Wake up. <clears throat> no, let's do it. Uh, but this is the new this is new artist period, Kari. Yes, sir. All right, guys. This is it's new artist period. Of course, like I said, you're getting future, but it's the first quarter, so be on the lookout. We're going to get some of the best new projects from the newer artists. So be on the lookout for that. But let's get in the news, Kari. Since we've been gone. Since we've been gone. Some of the craziest shit has happened. Um, I can't even start to explain it. We, we might as well just go into it. Yeah, you know? go ahead. Um, let's start with Kanye West. Over the past couple of weeks, Kanye West has taken an Instagram and Twitter. We already knew that he's been promoing the shit out of his new album with Ty Dolla Sign. Um, he had been promoing a brand new Yeezy line that's been coming out. But my biggest thing was Kanye. The odds are stacked against you. The industry and the powers that be are not really fucking with you, you know? Mm-hmm. How in the world are you going to get everybody on your side again? You have literally caused irreparable damage to the Jewish community. They're not fucking with you. And they run the entertainment sector. So how are you going to get an album off, expect it to make it to the front page of Spotify, the front page of Apple, drop shoes, expect to make money off of them besides the fact that you are Kanye West. Um, he apologizes, Corey. <laughs> In comes the apology from Kanye West. Um, this made it to us on December the 26th, the day after Christmas. That's ironic. <laughs> bro, he's hilarious. Bro. Oh, this, this fucking guy, <laughs> man. Bro, I swear. Um, and it was all in Hebrew. He wrote it in Hebrew. Interesting. Kanye, even in his apology, is going to be Kanye. I mean, come on now. You gotta make a gotta make a statement. But I have it right here. Uh, the rapper formerly known as Kanye West, who has a long history of making anti-Semitic comments, apologized to the Jewish community in an Instagram post written in Hebrew on Tuesday. He said, I sincerely apologize to the Jewish community for any unintended outburst caused by my words or actions. It was not my intention to offend or demean. And I deeply regret uh, any pain I may have caused. Um, I think he went on. Yeah, he said, after causing untold damage uh, by using blah, 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 blah. Yeah, all right, whatever. Um, <clears throat> he just talked about how basically he knows this is a start and he's going to start here. Okay. Um, Did Kanye fold? Yeah, I was about to ask. Um, how much of this is Kanye really, you know, accepting the fact that he maybe was wrong, or is just like, do I need to really do this to get back to everything that you mentioned at the start? I want to be on the front page when this album dropped. I want to be able to sell these clothes and these shoes and these socks. I want to be able to have people say, "Oh my God, I love Kanye West again." How much of it is it just that? Or is the guy really apologetic for all of the trauma that he caused? What do you believe? All right, let's start with what you said first. Is he apologetic 
Um, does, does Kanye feel like he's wrong? Does he feel like he's wrong, the Jewish community? Does he feel like there are friends, family, maybe out there um, or in Hollywood, co-workers, colleagues, that he feels like he is upset, he's wronged, um, and he really needs to make amends with them? Because that would be the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Kanye doesn't feel that fucking way at all. <laughs> Kanye doesn't feel that way at all. We have to break down Kanye West if this is what we're going to do. We've seen this over and over and over again. This is a classic Kanye rollout. Kanye has to apologize for whatever he's done in the past for him to be able to maximize the profits on the product he sells. He has to apologize. Of course, he's going to come out with a peacock like the DEFCON 3 (laughs) or um, slavery wasn't real or it, it was a choice or Harriet Tubman didn't free the slaves. And then he's gonna come back and he's going to apologize just so he can sell his product. Do you think it's ironic that on December the 26th, he apologized to the Hebrew, I'm sorry, to the, the Jewish community? In Hebrew. Yeah, in Hebrew. And by January the 5th, he had a brand new Yeezy line out? Do I think that's ironic? Is that what you said? Yeah, do you think it's ironic? Absolutely not. Okay, um, because it's not ironic, guys, which goes to your second question. Does Kanye do all of this just to sell product, to be on the cover of Apple, Spotify, to get niggas back saying, I love Kanye, he's my favorite <laughs> artist, he's a genius? <laughs> yes, this is all what it's for because he does it time and time again and... We eat it right the fuck up. Fall for it every time. It's not even me. It's not even falling for it because falling for it means you had to have fell for what Kanye said in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Like that slavery is a choice thing. The Harriet Tubman didn't freeze the slaves thing. The KKK hoodie, all that shit. It's just Kanye trying to draw your eyes towards him so you can give a fuck about him. So then he can piss you off. And then you'll talk about him until he apologizes. I don't fall for the first fucking thing, so I don't have to fall for the apology. Yeah. At this point, I'm I'm with you. Like, we didn't seen it happen so many times <laughs> where I'm at the point where like, I don't give a fuck what he do. You know what I'm saying? And yes, I know like the shit goes crazy, says crazy things, and I have said in the past he was They made wrong. the twitch double the size trying to make us fat. Right. Yeah. But I'm like, bro, I don't be giving a fuck about none of that. The apology. The what he say to even get people started, the hoodie, the comments, it's just what he do. And I don't, I'm not saying it's right. Please don't don't sit here and think I'm saying it's right. But I'm just I don't care that much to get offended and then get to the point where he does apologize and I'm like I don't want to accept his apology. Like I don't I don't even put that much energy towards it. So when he goes through the stages, right, stage one, stage two, stage three, and then you get to the apology and then you get to the new rollout of the merch of the album. I'm just like, bro, here we are again. I don't care. <laughs> For me, yeah, and you're at the point where, like, I don't care. When I see this, I get excited because I'll be like, oh, Kanye's album's about to be <laughs> You know the album. <laughs> the Kanye album, is, it's done. He's done recording. <laughs> He's finished. I'm dead, bro. We're rolling out at this point. When I see him start yeah, this yeah, bullshit, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. I, That's funny. We're getting closer to the album dropping. Yeah. Um. But this also begs the question for me, 
Because mm-hmm. now that we're at 2024, I started asking myself new questions. We were always, I, I was always at the point where I was telling niggas like, y'all, why, why are we, why are we surprised Kanye's nuts? We knew Kanye was crazy. Mm-hmm. Now I'm to the point where like, Kanye might have never been crazy. Kanye might have really just done the same thing like we said with Drake. Drake's scene, it's working for the young people. So we're just going to serve the young people and we're going to punch that area. Like if this is a boxer, we're going to punch that cut every single time until we've opened it up. Kanye has realized like, oh, that crazy shit is working. For me. <laughs> like, and he probably realized it a long time ago. Because he's rolled every album since My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy out the exact same way. The nigga got on a crucifix and told you he was fucking Jesus. <laughs> Y'all still played. And we, and, we, <laughs> and we call it one of the most generation-defining <laughs> albums yeah, let ever. Me, let me stop saying, y'all. We played it. Yeah, like, nigga, and we still play Jesus. Oh, my God, New Slaves is so amazing. Um, Black Skin came on shuffle the other day. I swear to God. I was like, yup, that's that shit. It really is, though. <laughs> It, it, oh, so it's man. to the point where it's like, nigga, is he crazy or are we or crazy? Are we crazy, right? I know. He might not be psycho. He's just figured us the fuck out. Yeah, We're yeah. crazy for keeping this shit up. I know. And we can say that about every artist and every brand. and every, At least most of them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That we support and go back and forth with. Mike Jack suck a, a kid dick. Oh. You, st- <laughs> you still gonna <laughs> fuck with this music. Okay. Are we cr- Huh? No, 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 no. I don't think you heard me the first time. I'm going to have to say it again, Kari. <laughs> no. Michael Jackson sucked children's dicks. Damn! Put your glasses back on. And you niggas ate the albums up. We knew he was fucking kids by then. Oh, think about man. that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know you was love. Never yet. felt so good. You knew he was talking about a kid by then. Yeah, 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 yeah. R. Kelly. We knew he pissed on little girls. <laughs> this, know. this is the worst no, part. Kari, Kari. No, it gets deeper with R. Kelly. And I'm all proving this point just to prove that you niggas will do like Kanye Please. hasn't even scratched the surface of how bad it could get, and you niggas will still listen. Right. Fuck. What we talking about with the Michael Jackson allegations and all the he said, she said with that. We have literally watched R. Kelly piss on a child. Grown men. I was we from the early 2000s. Yeah, that shit was around. That video was around. Nigga, I've I witnessed grown yeah. men in and out of the barber shop I trying to God. sell this fucking tape while I'm getting a fucking fade. <laughs> yeah. And it's niggas in here buying it. Yeah. Okay. We've watched him. Fuck kids. We still play it. Stepping in the name of love. <laughs> We're going to listen to the new Kanye album. He's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you, <laughs> you... You said all that just to get to that point. Come on now. Come on, man. Stop fucking talking about the Kanye album that you're not going to listen. You listen to Kells, nigga. You play Michael. Come on now. Kanye's not crazy. That's R. Kelly's rollout. No, no, being a rollout is nuts. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, wow. No, we back shooting. We yep. back potting. Yep, yep. Come on now. 283. Come on now. Episode 280. You thought we, you niggas thought we was done. Some of these niggas really gonna 
basket, we fucking stopped. Oh, you stop, bitch. And we just getting started. You finna hit y'all over the head with these next couple of topics. Oh my God. You ready to move on? Yeah, let's move on, Corey. Go ahead, man. We got TD Jakes up. <laughs> Sorry, I think I had just got on Christmas break. Yeah. And I was so upset we couldn't get in the studio and pod for you niggas. Oh my God, I was mad. Talk to us, man. What's up? This nigga had me. Between Diddy and T.D. Jakes, y'all had me on Google looking up shit that brought porn I didn't want to see on my phone. <laughs> okay, you Do you know what happens when you search power bottom up? <laughs> my dumb ass accidentally put it in Twitter. <laughs> Boy. There's a tear about to come out of my right eye, nigga. I'm just like, I don't know what you saw on All right. Twitter. All right, so. God. This might be one of the first nights I'm on Christmas break, something like that. Yeah. I'm enjoying the shit out of it, Car. I smoke a huge blunt. Mm-hmm. I fall asleep. It's like seven or eight at night. I fall asleep. I got picks, prize picks on a game. <laughs> I fell asleep in the middle of the game. Jeez. I wake up, game's over, lost those picks. <laughs> and, and Kari probably gave me the pick. Fuck Kari. Yep. No, no, side note, Kari, Kari only gives winning picks after he wins them. That's Fuck Kari. <laughs> um, but when I wake up, being the potters we are, I got a lot of messages. I'm like, TD Jakes this, TD Jakes that. Like, bro, have you seen TD Jakes? Dog, like, there's, I'm getting sent TikToks already that are all the way drafted up. Just telling everything. About, yeah, yeah about TD Jakes and stuff like this. Right. And I get on Twitter. I'm looking and I'm like, why is TD Jakes name trending? Did TD Jakes die? Right. I see two things trending. Now, number one, power. I, I wasn't sure where the power came from. But if I see bottom trending on Twitter, come on now. I mean, it's as heterosexual as you get. You know what a bottom is. I'm not going to. Context clues. I'm not going to click on a bottom. Like, I, I know what a bottom is. I see power bottom. So I'm like, I'm definitely not clicking on that shit. I click on TD Jakes. <clears throat> And I see this very long story-ish type of video um, from a woman who is saying that when Cassie broke up with Diddy and she basically extorted this nigga, she turned in two cell phones or three cell phones. She turned in two of her own and a previous phone from the late Kim Porter. All of those containing very incriminating information um, as to the lawsuit that she had against Diddy. Of course, that that lawsuit was since dropped because she got an undisclosed amount of money. Mm. But inside of these case docs that whoever the fuck got leaked, there was documents inside of those that um, they claimed not only are a lot of the things that we hear about those Diddy problems or Diddy parties true um, in the in the form that some people may, may be having sex with some people that you know where I'm going with. Right, right, right. Men. Yeah. Um, no problem. Nobody, like, we don't, we don't have like, a fucking problem. You like, <laughs> you do, you do what like, you want to do. Everybody else, what you eat don't make me shit. Who you right, fuck right, doesn't right. make me come. Right. Rock out. 
But it's it's when we see T.D. Jake's name in those documents that um he's been at these parties and that he was having sex with Diddy mm. and that he uh he titled his position in sex mm. a power bottom. A power bottom. <laughs> I'm gonna do the good thing this time and not just look that those two words up. I'm gonna look up what is so I can give the definition for <laughs> for the pie. Okay. Have you looked this up, Corey? No, I have not. I'm gonna be honest with you. All right. So this is gonna be news to me too. All right. Let's see. <laughs> no, this is fucking fucking crazy. <clears throat> All right. I'm just making sure I get to it. I'm on Reddit right now. This is the Ask LGBT mm. sub community. All right. They said, what exactly is a power bottom? And they said, it's like a bottom that is commanding their partner to dominate them. All right. They said, yes, bottom equals penetrated by the top. Often, all right. They said, often stereotyped as a bottom means that bottoms are submissive. Power bottom means that the bottom is in control of the sex and is basically flipping the heteronormative script. So you know how like in sex, man and woman, we, we're usually the dominant ones. Like imagine if the girl every single time is fucking you. <laughs> I'm not saying like with different parts of the body, same right. parts going same old, but she doing the fucking. She's a dominant. That's what T.D. Jakes is for, for, for P.D. Like P. Diddy. This is a sick leap, bro. <laughs> bro, like, how did we even get here, bro? I'm sorry that I had to go here. <laughs> like, bro, what is going on? Um, <laughs> Shit. I, I had to go into that graphic of depth because we're talking about T.D. Jakes. Nah, I know, I know, I know. Um, sick, though. What's the name of his, his church? Um, the, the Potter's House. That's what it is. And I only know it because T.D. Jakes has made his name and acclaim in Dallas, Texas. Yeah. He's known globally. He's known as a movie director. If you know the movie Jumping the Broom, he did Jumping the Broom. That's his movie. Um, he's been in plenty of other movies. And he's one of the most entertainment Hollywoodish pastors, if you will. He's the biggest black pastor we have. Um. And I said all that before in graphic depth to to explain the guy we're talking about, the pastor. Right. Thoughts, Corey? Nice. <laughs> Bro, I have no thoughts. What, what were your thoughts when you first read um, and saw T.D. Jakes? Because even though you hadn't looked this up, yeah, yeah. you knew that meant T.D. Jakes was at this Diddy party doing something gay. <laughs> yeah, I was just shocked. I think kind of just like uh, like everybody else, you know. Have you ever been swallowed? Uh, knowing I'm that, sorry. right? Like, what's going on? You don't remember that video? You didn't see that video? Nah, I really didn't follow up too much on this, bro. Like, no. I'll be real with you. Everybody's basically saying that now they can start to see 
in his sermons. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, you see the I've sermon. He was like, "Have you ever been swallowed? Up? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever felt God or the devil has swallowed nah, you up? Not that God. No, I, 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 I don't say we must worship a different Lord. No, I don't feel that way, TD. Uh, but no, nah, bro, just kind of sidelight everybody else, knowing though, like from this situation with Diddy, that there was always going to be more to come. Right? We said that when it first hit the scenes, but someone like TD Jakes. No, I did not expect him to be a guest at the Diddy parties. I would think it would be I people who. Come on now. <laughs> all right, I'm sorry, go ahead. I would think it would be people that would be still in the same industry, other rappers, other producers, other people in the music space, right? Diddy took it to a whole another level and went and got everybody's favorite pastor. So no, I was blown away by this shit, bro. But I didn't do too much research because I'm not really trying to really look into that. And like you mentioned earlier. People have these TikToks, and I really like when when it's a random person creating this TikTok. I'd be like, bro, I'm not finna watch this because I don't know you, and I really don't believe you. Yeah. Right? So like, I I don't even be watching them videos because they they just like everybody else. So they, you don't believe this? I'm not saying I don't believe that, but I don't believe when a random person somehow has all, all this the info news yeah. about TDJ and sealed information. I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you talking about? All so, right, but what bro. I will say though, Corey. You said it's not that you don't believe it. Do you believe it? <laughs> I would say, yeah. I mean, if, if the if the the news about Cassie turning in the phones is true, then yeah, it's got to be something. Oh, it's got to be something, bro. But how does that make you feel now that uh, don't between <laughs> between like the biggest black pastor? I mean, I was Texas and the biggest yeah. black gospel singer. I wasn't the, the biggest supporter of TDJ to begin with, right? Um, nah, he slipped. That's what I was saying. What'd you say? Yeah, nah, nah, nah. Y'all gonna catch that. What'd you say? Pie, nah, pie. Y'all <laughs> gonna catch that one. What'd you say? I didn't even hear you. But I wasn't the biggest supporter of TDJ to begin with, so I really don't care. So you don't care at all that between the biggest pastor in Dallas and- Why should I care, bro? The, the biggest gospel singer in Texas? Like boys? No. Why should I care? <laughs> like, No, I'll just name two people then. been talking about T.D. Jakes this whole time. Wait till I get super duper full worth on you niggas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do it today. Nah, man. Um, I really, I'm not going to be Cat Williams. But 2024 is the year. The year the truth, the lies get exposed. You know what I'm talking about, right? I think so. Okay. Another pastor? Not a pastor. I don't know. Well, you from forward. Yeah, yeah. I think I know what you're talking we about. We talked about it. We talked about it all through college. Hmm. Okay. I think I know. I think I know. We'll talk about it later, though. He's also the biggest. Uh, so they say. I said gospel singer. Oh, for sure. He on that list? <laughs> Wait, he's on the Epstein list? I don't know. No. <laughs> Wait, because we're going to talk about that list, too. Right, no, we got right. a fucking crazy pot. Yeah, man. <clears throat> All right. We got Ye out of the way. We got T.D. Jakes out of the way. T.D. Jakes has since came back on Sunday and said that he he's not going to address lies on the pulpit. That's mm -hmm. just not. And I respect T.D. Jakes for not bringing, not, number one, um, now, do do your people at your church, are they owed some answers if that is if that is what it is? Absolutely. For sure. But if it's if it's lies, no, you don't, I'm, I'm not going to stand before before God and, mm -hmm. and preach lies when I could be preaching the truth of, of, of God to you guys. Right. Um, so- Shout out. And if he's standing on business and holding true now, shout out. 
um, standing your truth or lies. Now we can finally get to the business, Kari. Let's do it. The business that is this week on the pod. <clears throat> Cat Williams. I, I, I had to get some sound effects just starting <laughs> because, boy, are we eight days in and this nigga has shaken the year up already. <laughs> At least the black community. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, and, and some would just call this a distraction, but don't worry. We're going to get to what they're distracting you from after this. Um, but Shannon Sharp had Cat Williams on his Club Shay Shay podcast. Mm-hmm. And what was supposed to be a through the life interview of Cat Williams, and it did eventually get to that point, it was just a complete shootout. By Cat Williams, because all right, um, Shannon Sharp he appreciates the black community. He appreciates black entertainers and black entertainment. So prior to Cat Williams being on this show, he's had a plethora of of black entertainers on this show: Steve Harvey, Cedric the Entertainer, Cat Williams. Uh, I'm not. I said Cat Williams. Uh, Ricky Smiley, the likes of some of these guys, and a lot of these guys have come in here and made prior statements about Cat Williams. Cat Williams is not one to usually be all in the media. He's one of those guys that that didn't take a lot of those deals that were offered to him to be bigger. Um, He kind of grounded up from the beginning uh, or from the bottom uh, and made it work that way. He didn't he didn't like what was said about him on any of these previous podcasts. And Cat Williams woke up on this day of the club Shay Shay interview (laughs) and chose pure and utter violence. And when I mean he chose violence, he he verbally obliterated basically every nigga that he talked about. Yeah. Do you have anything before we get into the details, Corey? Nah, go ahead. All right. So we, we want to start out with um Cedric the Entertainer. Cedric the Entertainer was on the show before. He had some some words for Cat Williams. Um, because I guess Cat Williams said that he stole some some material of his. And he used it on the Kings of Comedy tour. Right. I'm very aware of it being a comedian. I'm very aware of every bit of Cedric the Entertainer's set for the Kings of Comedy. I know every single part of it. I know the joke about um, the spaceship being too loud, having to turn. If you've seen it, you know it. I was not aware that Cat Williams did that joke on Comic View in 1998. They recorded Kings of Comedy in 1999. It comes out in 2000. Cat Williams, not only we were able to find the video, but um, Cat Williams said it himself. In, in 1998, he performed that exact same joke on Comic View. And it was such a good joke, they used it as promo on the Comic View commercial. So when they were saying, hey, on Friday night, on Tuesday night, whatever night, watch Comic View. In between that, to to get you to watch it, they show Cat Williams telling that joke. Apparently, Cedric didn't think that Cat Williams would end up becoming Cat Williams. So he took the joke, thought that he ran it as king of the comedy. It would, it would be big. Mm-hmm. And that'd be it, which it was. Uh, I just don't think that Cedric the Entertainer ever thought that he'd be sitting in the year 2024 and it's it's now known to the world that he took that joke. Right. Thoughts? 
Because I'll get into comedian thoughts after. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna just. I don't really have too much. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna spin what you say about just the comedic side. Because a, a lot of people are like, because you know how it is in music when people are like, "Oh, he stole my rhyme. I can sue him." Because that song is connected to a record label that's they've copyrighted or trademarked or whatever it is that you can't say those lyrics anymore. It's not the same in comedy. It's not the same. You can't trademark words. You can't trademark a set. It's not the same lyrics as a song. Like it's, It doesn't go like that. So especially if you haven't turned it into a special or a movie that now you can do that. So when somebody, uh, not everybody's Kevin Hart. Not everybody's making millions of dollars off of their comedy. So imagine if you're going club to club in the cities, you don't have a special, you're making $200 a night or you're making $150 a night, you're grinding as a comedian. Comic View is one of those once in a lifetime opportunities that you get to get bigger in front of everybody and you don't even get paid to do that shit. You have to do that for free because it's a look for you. <clears throat> and then somebody that's one of the biggest comedians in the world takes your joke and runs it in front of the world. Not only do you have to think about, I can't go around in clubs and do that joke anymore because the biggest just did the joke. But nigga, this is how I eat. And I've worked, jokes are not easy to write. I've worked and spent a lot of time writing these jokes. A lot of people think comedians go out on the stage and tell different jokes to, to the crowd every single night. No, 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 no. You write this 30 minute to an hour set and you might do this same set for two years. If you've stolen two years worth of my fucking work from me and you're Cedric the Entertainer that just ran it as the, the kings of comedy... We know how big that was for them. Nigga, I will stab you over that shit. <laughs> like, you just took my life's work and made it your life's work. Yeah. I will fuck you up. Like, if you remember hanging with Mr. Cooper, hanging with Mr. Cooper has talked about how he saw Steve doing his jokes. He really pulled up on that nigga. Like, mm. like bro, we'll get into it. Like, the same way rappers bump over certain shit. Like, comedians bump over telling jokes because you're stealing food out of my mouth. Like, I can't go tell these jokes anymore because they think I'm copying jokes. Nigga, you copied me. All right, that makes sense. Um, so I I definitely get that. Um, he went on, now that I'm talking about Steve Harvey, he he completely ruined Steve Harvey for me. <laughs> I want y'all to know that. And it's not about not being funny. If if you're black and you're in the black community, you already knew. Yes, Steve Harvey is a king of comedy. That nigga not funny. He's not funny. Is he hilarious on Family Feud? Yes, and some people are f situationally funny. They're funny in certain situations. Tiffany Haddish is a very funny actor. Um, Steve Harvey is a very funny personality. Yeah. Is he a very good stand-up comedian? Not at all. Um, but what I say he ruined Steve Harvey for, do you know where I'm going with it? He talked about how hanging with Mr. Cooper, I used to love hanging with Mr. Cooper as a kid, like, I liked Hang With Mr. Cooper more than I liked the Steve Harvey show. Hang With Mr. Cooper was my shit. And I never really thought about it until Cat Williams said it. He said that he went and studied, that uh, Steve went and studied Hanging With Mr. Cooper. And, of course, we knew Mr. Cooper was a teacher, coach, um, 
family man. Mm-hmm. He went and stole the entire blueprint from hanging with Mr. Cooper, even down to Coop, Mr. Cooper's hair, and turned it into the Steve Harvey show, which immediately blew up and put hanging with Mr. Cooper off the air. That's some fucked up shit. And even on top of that, that's still not what ruined Steve Harvey for me for Cat Williams. Cat Williams divulged in this meeting or in this interview that this whole time during the Steve Harvey show, we thought he had this crispy ass edge up and he was wearing a fucking piece the whole time. No fucking way, Kari. He said it. And it was a man unit. <laughs> Say it ain't so. One of my favorite lines, Yo. and a lot of niggas don't know this, from music is, Coogee on my body, what you mean, Ed Hardy. Thug Boss Fade, Edge Up Steve Harvey. Kari, he put that on before the episodes every single time? I guess so, man. According to Cat. Which also means one of my favorite shows on Saturday night. Showtime with the Apollo. You showed up to Apollo with that fake ass afro on too? Or box? It was a man unit. He said, <laughs> and y'all thought he had the freshest fit ever in Edge Up. And it's a man unit. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I can understand why that would piss you off. Outside of just- uh, it. it ruined it. The comedy. is just, You're looking at it just from the person now at this point. And, and I, I see why that would upset you. I'm looking at it as a young black male. Right, right. They're like- Every single time, like before, before the the mid two thousand tens, that we were like, nigga, I got that Jesus fade, and God did my. Before that, we would call it a Steve, Steve Harvey, Harvey fade. fade. Okay, my fade looked like Steve Harvey. My fade looked like Jalen Rose. My fade looked like Chris Webber. Like, but Steve Harvey is the most. Can't even say that shit no more, man. <laughs> Let's keep going. <sighs> <clears throat> Ricky Smiley, Corey. This one might be the fucking kicker. I like Ricky too. Ricky Smiley was talking to, to Shannon Sharp, and, and he told he told Shannon Sharp that, of course, they were both Ricky Smiley and Cat Williams were a part of the movie Friday After Next, classic movie, classic movie. Ricky Smiley told Shannon Sharp that he originally was slated to play Money Mike, the pimp, and that Cat Williams was originally slated to play the Santa Claus character. This one seemed like it pissed Cat Williams off the most. Outside of maybe Cedric, when he told Cedric he'd punch, <laughs> he'd <laughs> pop his gut. <laughs> he said nigga like a walk. He was like, I'll, bu- I'll, I'll bust his <laughs> Stomach. I was like, damn. <laughs> niggas miss cat off, bro. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, man. Um, and, and he was so headstrong it's another point. He also said that he's never done a hard drug ever. And the way he said it, I I, I really believe him. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe yeah, Cat yeah. Williams. And I also now how Hollywood will, will 
Hit you as a drug addict. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean... They did it to I, Dave I, Chappelle. I remember that, though. Yeah, I know. I remember when, when everybody was like, Cat is on drugs, and you see this shit on, on Twitter. You see the shit where he acting crazy, getting into these fights with these kids, and he looked like... And it like aligns. He, it he aligns. like he on drugs, right? So it's easy for you to be like, damn. Same thing as... on that shit. A seven, eight, nine-year-old. I remember when Dave quit the Chappelle show and mm-hmm. did that two-week stint in Africa. Everybody said he was on crack. Yep. He's on drugs. He's nuts. And then when he went missing... It's enough without the internet back then mm-hmm. and out, without the internet the way it is then with Cat Williams. It's enough for you to be like, oh, damn. He on that shit. Yeah. Like, even with Cat Williams, we didn't have live back then. He couldn't have got on and be like, y'all, I'm good. Yeah, it was like good. early, what, like 24? It was like 20, somewhere 12, 12 to 14-ish. Okay. Because I remember they said that he had kidnapped a girl from Target or some shit was holding her in there as ransom. Like, bro, All of those stories are probably so distorted. Um but I, I say that to say <clears throat> it pissed him off the most. And Ice Cube even had to come out and kind of clarify some of the things that Cat Williams said, that Ricky Smiley said. And it was a nine-minute video. I watched everything that that uh, Ice Cube said. And he was like, there's a lot of stuff that Cat Williams was 100 on. And there was some things that he wasn't, so... I just, I got to be clear. Um, and I don't know why Ricky Smiley would have gone as far to say that that was his role and that um, Cat Williams was slated for something completely different. Because I've been in auditions before. I know how this stuff goes, too. Y- you might come in wanting that role. Ricky Smiley probably came in wanting the Money Mike role. And he probably did audition for it. And Ice Cube said he did audition for it. But just because you auditioned for it doesn't mean that was the role you were going to have first or the role you were even selected for. What Ice Cube said was they both auditioned for the role, but Ricky Smiley never got the role. When they were doing auditions, once Cat Williams came up in auditions, it was sold from there. Like It was, it was 100% sold. Um, and he said that he never thought that it would have been this big of a deal because initially Money Mike and Santa have the exact same size of a role. They're very small. They said that, uh, or Cube said that Cat Williams just happened to be doing so well. It was his first movie and he was such a great addition and such a great contribution that they kept finding more places from Money Mike to make an entrance in the movie because he flowed so well in the movie. Um, And that's where you hear Cat Williams going like, I wrote my lines for Money Mike. How the fuck did you get the the part? Mm -hmm. And I wrote the lines. And Ice Cube was like, he didn't write the lines. They were given, we had a script, but because we kept finding more for him to do because he was so good, we had him write more into the into the movie. Um, but he was like, I never even thought it'd be this big because Money Mike and Santa have the same size part. They're small roles. Um, I've been rolling with Cat this whole way, though. Like, it's, it's to, fuck Ricky Smiley, Nick. <laughs> fuck Cedric the Entertainer. Fuck Steve Harvey. <laughs> the fuck? Fuck him, nigga. Fuck him with a broomstick, bitch. I'm sorry. That was bad. Oh, nah, that's crazy. Um, he, he said that he turned down invitations to, to Diddy parties. 
Yeah, he did. Um, I'm trying <laughs> to think about some of the other things that he said in this interview. Um, of course, he he's gone on on and on to say that he was blackballed. I believe that. You you can't you can't not believe. Cat Williams was was blackballed. Um, and it even goes like. Even hurts because I have to go as far now to question like Kevin Hart coming out when he talked about Cat Williams and he told Charlemagne and the rest of the guys on Breakfast Club like he missed the shot because he chose he chose drugs. Is that the is that the lie the industry wants people to run with with Kevin Hart? So every time they ask him, well, how me or not Kevin Hart with Cat Williams. How Cat Williams fucked off, that's just the story for everybody to tell? Yeah, I think so. He even said he was kind of bitter as well at that point in time. And uh, yeah, man, like you said, like watching Cat, and of course, we'll never really know, right? But I, I do believe Cat as well when I feel like out of everything that people may have been saying, when you say somebody is on drugs, that, that speaks more to like the character of the person, right? Mm-hmm. And he started to talk about like, I got kids and my kids are hearing the same information that y'all are hearing, right? So when people, if it's not true, people run around saying like, you're a drug addict. I think that shit more than anything, the stealing jokes, the the, the saying that you, the role was for you, like, nah, nigga, now you speaking about me as a person and my character, especially when so-called I've never done drugs. I think that one hit the most. So speaking to, back to Kevin Hart. He even had a personal story about why he would have never done hard right, drugs. Right, right, right. Going back to Kevin Hart though, like, if it is true that Cat ain't never did a drug like he's saying, that's that's, that's whole shit. And Kevin Hart, one of the biggest comedians we've ever seen, is runs that narrative, saying the same narrative because we know that he. We talk about taking them deals. You know what I'm saying? We know Kevin Hart. We know Kevin. Hart. Oh, you you know no no <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Hart Kevin, signed that line a, a couple of times. Kevin you know Hart, he has one of the biggest deals there is. Yeah. They tried to get him with that cheating scan. He signed him another deal. Say. That's why I said I said a couple of times. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. even even the uh, what was the show the Oscars and the tweets that came up at He's, the time. He, he uh, signed him a couple deals, right? You know yes. what I'm saying? So yes, he did. Yes, he if, did. If that's the case, bro. And it's really not true. And he's a lizard. Then like, yeah, bro, that shit whack. But at the same time, bro, like things like that, we'll never really know, you know. But this, but at the beginning of the podcast, you talked about how, as people, and that's not everybody. I just think that we've been in a lot of key situations that have made us really good at identifying character. Um, I can identify character. I'm listening to Cat Williams. Nah, Cat Williams didn't do that shit. I don't think he ever did drugs, bro. No, no, I'm I'm listening to, and like I said, I watched that whole interview. So he, he detailed a a specific key moment in his life um, about, I can't remember if it was like NA or like narcotics anonymous or some shit like that, or a certain type of setting like that. Mm -hmm. And he watched the outcomes of drug addicts, um, and he was like, no, there's really nothing that goes into this shit. There's only like, I lost my family. I lost my car, my house, my clothes. Like he, he only even- one outcome. Yeah, he made the example. He was like, everybody I ever known that have done drugs, he was like, they went into it, star student. Um, he was like, um, potential people. He was like, and they never won anything. He was like, I they just lost their car, their house, their children, their family, their future. He was like- that's it. He was like, that's he said, weed and uh, liquor or something. He was like, 
That's it. Mm-hmm. No, I'm believing, bro. I believe it. And another thing that I that I'll point out with that, um, when it gets to like the the he say she say when you got said saying this, Ricky saying this, Kevin Hart saying this, um, and then Cat trying to back up saying this, stories like that can get fabricated, right? Mm-hmm. Like you said. Cat told us the truth, but not the whole truth. Mm-hmm. Ice Cube came in back to him and said, okay, yeah, it was this, but it was also this. So, he said it was mostly the real, though. Right. But my thing is, like, shit like that, you can believe what you want to believe. But again, when a nigga is looking at you in your eyes and saying, you disrespected my character. Primary source. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. disrespected me and everything that I stand for. This man is a man of God. He talked about that so much as well. Why? That's how I knew, bro, was, like, really telling the truth in certain situations where he's like, bro, it's either God's side or, or the no other side. side. Yeah, or the other side. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's like situations like that where I'm like, I believe you here. The other story, it may get crazy, right? You may say something here where I'm like, oh, that could that could go either way. But no, when you're talking about that, I believe bro has never taken a hard drug in his life. And on top of that, there was a part inside of that, that same part, um, that when people telling the truth, you could just hear it and mm-hmm. you hear certain keys. He was like, and that's why I just let y'all call me a drug addict. He was like, because what y'all think is not indicative of, of me. He was like, I, I know I'm not. My family knows. We exactly. know I'm not. Exactly. So like, you niggas can spin whatever story y'all want. We know I'm not a drug addict over here. Exactly. <clears throat> um, this, this shook up the entire black community, Okari. We are probably on day three or four of this video being out, or four now, probably. Mm-hmm. It's all niggas is talking about. <laughs> we have had a response. Oh, ludicrous, Kari. We didn't <laughs> talk about ludicrous because ludicrous, I love you. Yeah. you. You have to be the most corny motherfucker out of this situation. You have to be the corniest nigga out of this entire fucking situation. All right. So Cat Williams starts to go into depth about the Illuminati thing. And this is another thing that sounds crazy that I even kind of believe him on because why the fuck with Ludacris? But when you think about the look to this to that, it all lines up. Mm-hmm. He said that him and Ludacris were were in uh, an Illuminati type of setting or space, um, and by higher ups they were both offered a deal, um, but it was almost like once this deal happens, you two niggas cannot be the same anymore. Like. Both of you niggas keep long hair. Both of you niggas keep sideburns chucked, like, cut. Um, There's, like, a, a bunch of different things. And he was like, you know, one of you guys can take this deal, make hundreds of millions of dollars, and do hundreds of movies, and one of you niggas, not. Cat Williams, uh, he, he went for the I'm not standing for this shit. Um, he walks the lonely road. He'll do it on his own, grinding from the mud. And then Ludacris has a movie star career following. <laughs> he even he even made some type of um, reference to the wives or the wives that are given to men by higher ups. You saw those? All those bitches kind of look the same. <laughs> yeah. Nah, this shit is nuts. I know, right? It'd be like, bro. Oh nah, this shit is God. nuts. I was like, dude, is, the, is this nigga just talking? No, he's not. Or is it like, no. bro? No, he's not talking. He's spitting. <laughs> I'm like, bro. No, he's Because they all look the same. They all the same color. They all don't speak. And they all just walk that line. 
Yes, daddy. What would you, what you want me to do next? Yes. All of them. Like, Every and last I, single one of them. I mean, we were showed examples. And there were on the, the, the list of examples of, of niggas and their wives, Carter's about 15 niggas on that picture. Every last single one of them matches. And if, and if you hadn't, if you don't know one of their wives by name, then you could bump into the other girl's wife in the, the supermarket and think it's the other one. <laughs> All of them. Whoa. It's, it's the type of shit that I sit back and I do my homework in, in psychology and spirituality and I figure out what's what behind the doors. But if you're that close to the system of entertainment, you start to realize shit that niggas down here don't even see. I would have never gotten that. I'm, I'm still with the one eye on the album cover thing. <laughs> right. We still on the, uh, the dress, which we can get to. Yeah, well. yeah, I'm still on the checkerboard floors and shit. Right. Um, nah, it's all the way in the household, brother. Let's get to the dress. I've been- We, I, we didn't talk about this a thousand we've, times. We've talked about the dress a thousand times. Yeah, for sure. A million times. And, Kari, in this room before, whether it was pre-production, post-production, during the pod- We've talked Brandon T. Jackson before, mm-hmm. personally, yep. and why a guy with that much pizzazz, that talent. much talent, com- satirical um, comedy, Raw. he fits in, in movies perfectly, doesn't either make it to the top as a movie star or doesn't make it to the top in the, co- the comedy sector. And why in 2023 is he posting videos with fake labs in the background? Fucking crazy. Can't even can't even do comedy club shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brandon T. Jackson, he, he tried to tell a lot of niggas a long time ago. Um, this game's dirty. It's 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 for the white. Um, in that it, it's built to emasculate the, the black man. And I think he has a bit of it wrong. Um he said. When he put on the dress, Cat Williams has been telling black men, do not put on a fucking dress. When you put like, if if you're in movies, TV, film, any of that, don't let them niggas put you in a dress. When they put you in a dress, they've got you. They've got you. They got you, got you. Um, but what I think it, it, it technically is, like selling your soul is basically doing anything outside of your character for like money's gain, monetary gain. Yeah. Most niggas are not putting on a fucking dress. So once they've gotten that and they've got you on camera doing that, they know that they've gotten you. You'll do anything. You'll do anything else. So that's <laughs> that's the thing yeah. with, with Brandon T. Jackson. Right. And I hate spilling secrets. If they got him right there, they're under the assumption that he'll do anything else. But he wasn't willing to do anything else. I was about to say that that's where that's it where goes it fucked him. him. That's exactly. where it all goes left for him. He said everything went wrong when he put on the dress. It's because once he put it on, they were expecting him. Right. Now you're one of us. You're going to abide by these rules, yep. and we're going to take you to the top. He said no. He said no. Everything goes fucking left. Yep. I was going to say the exact same shit. It's a difference putting on a dress. And keep and you keep it up. And then you keep walking the line, right? He put on a dress, and then after that, wanted to live for himself. And they said, no, 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 no. Yep. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. You put that dress on, <laughs> you're going to do what we tell you. And he said no. And... He's saying, because I watched the interview with him as well, he's saying because of that, everything fell apart for him. And there could yep. be other yep. things, right, that that also go along with that. And so I don't want to just act like that's the only reason. 
But you can't sit here and tell me that it's not a part of it, bro. I just don't believe that. And this is conversations that we've had oh, for it's a part years. Of it. It's a part years. Dave Chappelle said this shit on Oprah back in the day. They got bro. they got Dave Chappelle in one. I don't know. But that I honestly feel as though they got Martin with the dress. They got Kevin with the dress. They early. they get niggas young sometimes it's before early. they even know. They got Nick Cannon and Keenan while they were on all that when they thought it was still cool and young and fun to just be doing comedy skits. They got Dave the same way. Yeah, back when they back when niggas didn't even realize what they were doing. Uh-huh. Um, it's fucking nuts. But if you look at niggas like I was gonna say that they continue to play by the rules. Kevin put the dress on for sure. But if they asked anything out of Kevin, like they kept it up. That's. That's the thing. That's the entry level for, for most of us. Like they put the dress on us mm-hmm. to kind of test the waters for us. Yep. Is he gonna do it? <laughs> Will he do it? They knew Kev, like the cat wasn't gonna be the one the moment he had inside of his clauses in movies. Like, no, I won't, I won't do it if you're in a dress. They tried, if you remember, um, and he was saying this, Friday after next is set to have multiple endings, things like that. And he really brought this up talking about Ricky Smiley, but I'm saying because. Initially, he talked about on Friday After Next, Money Mike was supposed to be raped in that bathroom by um, Damon. By Damon. Terry Crews. Yeah. <clears throat> Cat Williams had to go in and fight the script to be like, nah, we want this movie to be a classic and it's going to be a black classic. There's nothing that's going to make this movie a classic about- With a, with a black man raping a black man. Yeah, with a, a black yeah, rape a, scene. Yeah, bro. Um, it's crazy. And they kind of, he was doing so well during the movie, they went with him. Mm-hmm. And they, they allowed the adjustment. That's the first movie he's ever did. And he had to talk about how, how big of a step it was for him to be given the opportunity to be in a movie. And he has to, he has to get special arrangements or ask for special arrangements your first time around. And how they, they abide by them. That was great. Great. But just thinking about like, what, if this is true again, right? And it's cute, but it's this is New Line Cinema. Is that who was doing the movie? New Line Cinema, yes. So I'm not just putting this on cue because it goes above him, right? So that was just, that was above cue. Yeah. So, but just think about like if this is really true, bro. And we know the movie how it came out. But if they really wrote a script with a rape scene, a, a Christmas comedy with a rape scene, it's just like why? Absolutely did. You know, but I'm, <laughs> like, I'm just like why. Why? You know, like that's when that when goes I sit back, back five minutes to the emasculating the black yeah, yeah, yeah. man. No, 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 no. I'm not. That's a rhetorical question. Yeah, I know. I know. When I, when know. I, when I sit back and I and I look at everything, I'm just like, bro, it's it's just crazy. I'm like, why? Why? You know. And then Cat brought up another point where he's like, when they they have these scripts and they want the man to put on a dress, he like, bro, I know so many women comedians or actors who would just play the role. Why can't we just get a black woman yep. to play the role? Y'all rather put a black man in a dress. Why do we need three big mamas? <laughs> and then y'all want to know why after this shit, no, not after the, the third one, but y'all want to know why after this shit, Martin is running up and down the streets naked with a gun talking about they trying to kill me. They trying to kill Because he don't, he don't want to play no more. Right. Because <laughs> he doesn't want to play. No, he's not going crazy. Somebody trying to kill him. Bro, come on. He had bro. to go out there naked and scream niggas was trying to kill him so he didn't die. Let's be real. That's, then, then y'all be like, see how he acting now? Nigga. 
It's a point. <laughs> That's why niggas get fucked with and then will go to a, immediately a social media or Instagram mm-hmm. live and go, if something ever happens to me, it was blah. That's why Martin was out there running. Naked. Naked. In broad daylight, bro. Come on. Let, let's just be for real. The Martin that we know. Would have never. From his show, from the stand-ups, all of a sudden. Martin ain't crazy. Running down the street, butt-ass naked, talking about they trying to kill me. And we don't think. We we just think he crazy. Martin's not crazy. Like, bro. Martin's not crazy. I'm, I'm from the old days. What? Shit the car in my name. Why the fuck Mariah Carey go nuts on TRL that day? <laughs> if y'all don't know what I'm talking about, go look it up. Why Tom Cruise go nuts on fucking uh, 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 on right. couch? <laughs> <laughs> nah, for real. <laughs> hey, look. It, it go, it's, it's everybody, bro. It's Why Cat Williams go fucking... All right. Nah, for real. Why did Dave Chappelle turn down 50 million? <laughs> you pod listeners know nah, that's a real. keen fucking question with me. Why would Dave Chappelle turn down 50 million dollars? And at that time, bro, that was 100 million. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a that's a, a 400 million dollar deal today. Right. And he said no. That's turning a, a nigga? That's a billionaire today. He said no, I went to Africa. And moved to Africa. Like... No, nigga, I turned this deal down on them higher ups, and if I stay here much longer, it's I'm up. going to die. It's up there for me. Somebody's is probably going to kill me. So I'd rather leave and let you niggas label me a fucking nut and go quiet for six years. All right. You niggas don't play this Hollywood game, man. Like, a lot of the people, and, and this is why, shout out mom. Um, I'll go back and forth with mom because mom's from Gen X and the boomer era where they didn't have all this information. So they think we're crazy for thinking these things. No, there's powers that be behind these things. Absolutely, bro. Wow. Wow. First time we ever got into these talks on the pod. Yep, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, let's go ahead and move past it. We got one more thing to talk, Corey. Unless you got more on... No, nah, no, nah, that's it. Okay. <clears throat> that long-awaited Jeffrey Epstein. That list is out, Corey. That list hit the same, man. All right, so guys, in 2015, um, if you guys... Don't know. Um, the the financial investor mogul um, that, that would be Jeffrey Epstein. He was found guilty on sex trafficking charges. He had multiple children. I believe hundreds of children. Things like that. Yeah. That he had trafficked to an island that he owned um, called Little St. Jeff. <laughs> it's, it's Little St. Paul or something like that. It's a Caribbean island. But in 1998, something like that, he purchased the entire island for about $10.4 million, something like that, $9 million. The story is just sick already. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> By the time we get to him being in, in prison or his allegations being there, mm-hmm. this island's already worth $63 million. Um, he bought it for a fucking steal. Little did we know, him and his partner, Ghislaine Maxwell, um, or his partner in the 80s and 90s, they were trafficking children to this this uh this island yeah. to do God knows what. And over the course of these 30 to 40 years, hundreds, hundreds of kids got trafficked there. Um, and they got to speak to some of the people and they got the flight logs. Now the flight logs, we had gotten a list of some of those flight logs early. Yeah. And that's when you start to wonder like, oh shit, like you niggas might really be weird out this bitch. Like, 
when we got the flight logs a few years ago, some of the key names on the flight log, you saw Chrissy Teigen on that flight log. You saw John Legend on that flight log. You saw Chris Tucker on that flight log. I talked about that too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Don't think that that's the last time I'm going to say Chris Tucker's name inside of this this yeah. uh, this topic. Yeah. We're going to talk about that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a bigger name, a couple of bigger names that I want to mention that we'll go on into later. But um, that all happened in 2015. He was arrested in 2015. And before all of the trials proceedings goes down, he's quote unquote, well, he quote unquote hangs himself in, in jail. But you know. <laughs> we just had a little talk last topic about those powers that I was be. Gonna say, you know, but what and and the reason why uh, I would I would hint to the powers that be is yes, is this America and is this a world we live in that we need to feel safe and that mothers are here, fathers are here, children are here, and we want to promote a better a better world, right? Yeah. But this world is this world, and I believe in duality. Um, I don't. I don't believe in creating duality, but I believe in duality being necessary. Um, you don't get life without death. You don't get go without stop. You don't get light without dark. None of that shit. First of all, um, so while there's so much great going on in this world, and we're pushing for a better world, um, duality is duality, and it wouldn't be this world pushing for peace and prosperity and whatever, if there wasn't a large drug ring and, and motherfuckers moving heroin and methamphetamine yeah. and coke. We need good and evil. Yeah. And for sure. There there wouldn't be there wouldn't be all of this protection and um hospitals and policemen, firemen if if we didn't have criminals. Criminals. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. I know where you're going. And we wouldn't have all of these healthy relationships, mothers, fathers, sex, uh, dates, vacations. There weren't kids being fucking trafficked somewhere. That sounds fucking As grim as that sounds, yeah. And it's not necessary is what I'm saying, but right. I'm saying that shit is happening. It's part of it's it. It's just happening. It's like, the, it's like an ecosystem. Yeah. That, it's, it's part, the, the yeah. same way people don't realize if cocaine stopped being, like if, if we stopped selling cocaine, the world wouldn't make any more money. Niggas don't even think about shit. Like, we might have never snorted cocaine our entire lives, but if they stop producing it, we would see the effect for sure. Niggas ain't gonna make no more money, whether it be positive or negative. Ne- it's gonna be negative, <laughs> right? But I'm <laughs> just saying the effect will be will be seen for sure. Yeah, um, I'm saying all of that to say there's such a large sex trafficking ring being ran, and it's still being ran even without Jeffrey Epstein. That no, I don't think he killed himself. I think that he was a liable or a primary source to a lot of information. And had he gone to trial, he would have had to have given up information that leads to clues that this organization's going on, this ring's going on, this ring's going on. So if we kill this nigga, we ain't gonna get none of that info. Oh no. Which is why I'm really surprised Gislaine Maxwell is not fucking dead. Um, because his his wife from that period of time is in jail as well. And when they locked her up, is one of those things where Martin had to run down the street naked. We had to go to social media and basically bully the powers that be out of not like out of not killing her. Yo, we had to get on there and be like, hey, we already know if we kill her, y'all, I mean, if she dies, y'all did it. I don't care if it's a heart attack, a suicide, or this or that. 
We know for sure if she dies, y'all did it. Because <laughs> he was already gone. He was already gone, yeah, yeah. and they were perfectly fine human beings right. before they were in y'all niggas' custody. Right. If something happens, y'all fucking did it. Which is the only reason why we still ain't got Jaslaine Maxwell. They found Jaslaine Maxwell somewhere with her fucking phone with foil, like tin foil on it and a microwave. She was not trying to be found. Um, say all this shit to say. The list goes out again, Corey. <laughs> now, some names were still redacted from that list. And I, to be honest, let's just be real, guys. The name that was redacted, it was Donald Trump's. Like, um, but even in that, I think the redacted name kind of clears Donald Trump. All of the names that we just talked about were still on there. Several other names, big key fucking financial investors, things. A lot of you niggas are sick. Come on now. The biggest one that I really want to get to, Corey, that I skipped. Do you know where I'm going? Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton is one of these niggas, and I'm really speaking to our Gen X listeners, our late baby boomer listeners. Gen X is, not Gen X, um, Bill Clinton is one of these niggas that... He's been around for a long time, but when he popped onto the scene as a presidential candidate in the 1990s, he did just about everything you could possibly do to win over the black community. He did it in a way that had Joe Biden done what he did in the 90s, he would have got us too. We just have the information age and we have the inf- like the internet to where we, we could go see like, yo. Not really. Joe Biden, you're fucking pandering. Right, I was going to say. <laughs> Man, I mean, we talk about how Bill Clinton has told people that he had the quadruple bypass because he ate too much soul food, or he was always caught eating soul food with niggas. The nigga got on David Letterman or Jay Leno, he playing a saxophone with niggas' music and all this shit. <laughs> like, he did everything he really needed to, he was cheating on his wife and shit. Niggas was like, oh, that's my nigga, nigga. At, at his home. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Real shit. You know what I'm saying? He, he has side bitches <laughs> in and out. But- he really did a lot to win the black community over. Right. And he was already winning with the white community. So he did a lot to win everybody. But it's hard to win niggas as a president. Only nigga that won us as a president was Obama. Um, but he won so much, Corey, that it went under the radar how much Bill Clinton fucked us. The entire, his entire presidency. He, he fucked us and then fucked us over and then fucked us over again. Um, 1994 crime bill. Three strikes. He is literally the reason and the only reason why there are men or there were men still that are doing life in prison for nonviolent crimes. Nigga, you could have jacked a car three times in a row and they gave you life in prison. You could have jacked the car one time, gotten to a, a, a felony dispute, and mouthed off the wrong way to a cop during a, a warrant, an, an arrest warrant. Jail forever. We pass on, Corey, uh, from the 1994 crime bill, and we enter the subprime mortgage loan crisis. Now, he handed that problem off. To uh to George Bush, which turned into a recession that he ended up handing off to Obama. Obama, right? But 
the subprime mortgage loan crisis was when all those fucking houses um, foreclosed on and we went into the the um, recession. All a part of the fucking Clinton administration where he allowed lower income families to sign on to houses that they could not afford. Even got into cahoots with some of these biggest housing businesses and had them fucking people on deals, selling them houses. They, they knew, knew that they couldn't afford. They <laughs> knew they couldn't afford. Uh, yeah, man. Just to foreclose on them in four years. Yep. I got aunties that them houses got foreclosed on. Bill, um, thank God that my family was in a good enough like space because I bought, like my family bought our house in 2001. We bought it on the Clinton thing. Happened to just be able to stay the fuck afloat, fuck Clinton. Um, but he got a lot of people. Got a lot of people with the subprime mortgage loan crisis. And all the while, he's running fucking kids through fucking islands. <laughs> um, we even get down to the nitty gritty that there, there are some other things that came out about these lists, Kari. Um, Disney Cruise. You saw that? Mm-hmm. From the 1990s, uh, from, from the 80s, 90s, uh, I believe, into a portion of the 2000s. I'm not 100% sure. Disney Cruise Line had an excursion that took you through the Caribbean. Um, and it was for eight and nine-year-olds. And they dropped you off for a few hours at Little St. Jeff. So you, could, <laughs> so you could see some of the animals there. I just want to know, yes, we might be doing an excursion through the Caribbean. What fucking plan or collaboration do you have to have in place or do you have in place with Disney that by contract, nigga, we're flying people into my island for a cruise excursion? What? What? How do you even drive something like that? Number one, it was the 80s and 90s. So, of course, you get a, a lot of shit that sounds absolutely ridiculous in the 2020s. Mm. It just it was so regular back then. Mm. But, and I know we didn't, sex trafficking probably wasn't even a thought to anybody back then. Probably didn't even know the term. But what the fuck? <laughs> I know, right? That's like, a, I know it's an <laughs> island and it's a whole island, so it sounds a lot more reasonable. Yeah. But think about this, guys. Think about me having like a thousand acre fucking mansion that has some sort of zoo, like I'm Michael Jackson. And I sign a deal with Disney for kids to be able to come visit my man. That doesn't even sound right. That shit doesn't even sound right. You're flying kids to an island? That shit don't even sound right. Yeah. Wow. Um. But it's also, the way I look at it, it just lets you know, bro, like- Disney's fucked too? Everybody. Yeah. Like when you start breaking down, like, it could be somebody as corporate as Disney- or as corporate as a U.S. president, multiple U.S. presidents. Or as high up as the government, the CIA. Oh, it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> no, 
No, not the CIA. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Reverse that. Yeah, I'm finna go run outside naked. <laughs> no, not the CIA. But nah, man, when you just look at the grand scheme of things, right? And we talk about the stories of how things are planted and the drugs we talked about earlier. And it's just like, bro, like it's so, you, you would think you know it all. But, bro, we really do not know shit. We don't know shit. Even when you think you're smart, you don't know anything. You don't know nothing. I love saying that, though. The, me too. I love being dumb. I love knowing nothing because not yeah. only do I have the opportunity to continue to learn more, but uh, the smartest mother... I, I, I've always been told, like, if you knew everything, you'd kill yourself. Exactly. I don't want to be that guy. I always thought I wanted to be CIA, oh. but I feel like once you get in, they tell you all of the secrets of the world... And then I'd probably be so distraught I'd shoot myself in the head or some shit. Or you just, you live different. You know what I'm saying? I love being like mm -hmm. ignorant to things like that. Where it's just like, yeah, I know it's sick and it's grim, but I don't know who's a part of it and I don't know what's going on. I could live my life. If you Secret Service or President and, or government official, you have to live with that on your chest. And every day you wake up, you have to make a decision. Am I going to keep living in the blind? Or am I going to speak up for what's really right? I was going to say, and you also have to live in secret. You can have a wife, a mother, a father, kids, nephews, nieces, uncles, and you can't even tell them about your line of work. Yeah, see, I don't want to live like Or that. they going to pull up and pop you. Yeah, I don't want to. I'm good on that. Because think about it. Name, name one person in the CIA. You can't. So if they have to pop that nigga, you never even fucking knew. Mm -hmm. Wow. Think about that, though. I can't even be like, I'm CIA. Because if they got it off me one day. All right. <laughs> All right. Oh. No, it gets different. Do you have any else? I mean, you have anything else? Nah, man. That's all I got, man. I think we gave them niggas a hell of a podcast. Man, what is a way that to about to be back. three hours, Corey? <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir, man. What a way to come back, man. What a way to come back. That's been episode 283 of the Rise and Grind podcast. We'll see y'all Thursday. We'll be back. I'm your boy Roderick. I'm Jakari, man. We out of here. All right, man. We out.
Down, baby, tell me where to be. Cross my heart, the door ajar, unless it's Bentley. Say when I turn my back, don't go knock on my yeah, dog, yeah. though. I'm making love yeah. to shot it for yeah. yeah. Aces, Spain it up, okay, you beat your cases, and you can have to set a can now. And I'm fucking ring up like a grand slam. Oh, I'ma have to take a big J to transact. Either some lots or just the bros I left those out. Lost 30 million this year, and that's with the shows out. I told him, put the rest of it up, we got the hold out. Got a few odd bitches trying to figure out where my show's bad. Races, packs full of big faces. Get you paid quick, walk up on them and just face it. Open cases, guess they thought I was something to play with. Watch me fuck set up out in Vegas with your lady. Trying to rob your chances of slimmer than shady. Yeah. She got a hat long with a maces on, no basin. Got me thinking everybody around me shady. Yeah. These niggas basic, they need to face it. I'm gonna turn up the light, but tell me if you breathe it. Tell me if you caught a fever. Strictly for cutting up every season. I took a Rossi and it changed me. I took a loss, you know the pain, babe. You're a hard-headed nigga, get the fuck out of our door No back and forth with the mob about a nothing asshole No back and forth with the mob about your wretched ass I hope you plan on growing up with your wretched ass Yeah